Thanks for thanks for joining. Thanks for being on the podcast. Of course, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you are Christopher Perry. Christopher Perry is my name. Um, I would describe you as I don't know. I don't. I, it's tough these days. We can talk about it. Yes. So, <laughs> when I think of you, I met you initially. You were pursuing the acting dream. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yes, sir. These days, you put a lot of time and effort into creating music. Yes. How would how would you describe that? Like, do you when you when you introduce yourself to new people or whatever, do you introduce yourself as like a music artist, a rapper, writer, musician? Like, how does that go? I introduce myself as a music artist. Um, I try not to call myself a musician because I do not play instruments for any of my music. Um, Your voice. Yeah. That's an instrument. Well, yeah, you're right. Vocally. You're right. I guess you're right. I don't know. I've never thought of it like that. Um, <laughs> but I don't, you know, so I, I just say music artist. I'm like, yeah, I'm a music artist. Hip hop. If I have to get specific, I just say hip hop artist. Mm. Yeah. So. Nice. Uh, first things first. Yes, sir. You and I have known each other for quite some time. So long. It's better than since we were kids. Not that long. No. I'm trying to think. All right. So one thing, the the cool thing about this conversation, I wanted to do a little bit of a venting. It has nothing to do with you. <laughs> I'll talk about the podcast in general. Oh, okay. Um, and what I want this thing to be. And I kind of prefaced it okay. when you, uh, like, normally when I have somebody on, mm. there's a question. Anything I should know? What's the, what's right. the plan? How do we right. do this? And uh, the thing that I really want to push for that is kind of sometimes it doesn't go the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. This podcast is called the Eddie Conversation Podcast. Yes, sir. Key word conversation. So ideally, when I have people on, it's not necessarily an interview. Right. The plan is I want some to back converse. and forth, yeah. want to engage. Um, because we're talking for a long time and like a, a two plus hour interview right. is a little bit much. So that's just a, a thing that I reminded to preface with you. Because sometimes I forget and then it ends up being very... Of course. Yeah. I will do my <laughs> damnedest to so, continue combo. So for you, I'm not not to put you on the spot mm-hmm. or anything here. Sure. Should be yeah. Should be cake. But... Um, the benefit with you is we've had conversations yeah. many a time, so right, it's more right. like catching up with an old buddy versus right. tell, me about you, tell me about your art and your process, yeah. though I do want to know. Yes, I hope so. That's the only reason I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> You're a funny guy, Chris. I, honestly, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, one other thing I'll mention, and I know you're a big, you have uh, ventured the, the YouTube space on occasion and, occasion. and whatnot. I will, I will preface here, because I don't n- normally say it during, during the conversations, but um, subscribe to the podcast. Subscribe to the podcast. <laughs> subscribe, like, comment, hope you enjoy. Moving forward. Uh, actually, more housekeeping really quick. And this okay. is something that you're kind of, you had a part in, um, you know was I announced on my Instagram mm-hmm. that my feature, It's What's on the Inside, yes. got distribution, yes, yes, yes. which is very cool. Very exciting. Um, lots of details on that. In the post, I didn't specifically say when it was coming out, mm-hmm. uh, but I'll say it now. Uh, April 2nd. What? 
That's awesome, dude. And That's great. Yeah, you came out to support on a day that we needed some background people yes, for a party scene. And yeah. spoilers. I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> Um, so yeah, so that's awesome. It's been, it's that's been great. A, yeah. So that's that. Uh, more to come on that, but yeah. it's the first time I'm actually because people have been asking about it for a while. It's I been bet. a long, long imagine. time in the work. Yep. So that's awesome, dude. That's that's cool. I'm excited. That was a uh, that was one of the first gigs I did moving out in LA was mm. being an extra on mm. your movie. So I'm really mm. excited. It's got a little place in my heart. That's right. So you were pretty new out here at the time. I was. I was. So was I. So were you? Yeah, we both were. <laughs> All right. Cool. So enough. <clears throat> enough about me. Let's talk Finally. about Christopher Perry. Uh, let's do it. Do you prefer Chris, Christopher? That's everybody. I prefer wondering. unguided. That's what I prefer. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for reminding me. Yes. Unguided. Uh, I actually like. When I introduce myself to people, that's what, I'm like, I'm unguided. I don't even say Chris. Anymore. Oh, Chris is great. not, is no it's longer. It's great. Yeah. I totally see. Unless you're a follower of mine, then you're like, I'm like, what's up? It's Chris. But like, other than that, it's like. Unguided. Uh, you spell it. This is pop quiz. Don't tell me. U-N-G-U-Y-D-3-D. That's it. So okay. you're a guy. I'm a guy. And I don't know if three has any specific meaning. It's just it works good <laughs> as an E. Yeah, it was literally when I came up with the uh, spelling of it. It literally, I was like, "Oh, I'm trying to be cool and do the whole text, text talk thing and the texting lingo." And the three when I when I came up with unguided was just really hot. Mm -hmm. Three is an E, so <laughs> I just was like, "D3D is that's it." And it, it actually the D3D actually plays a really big role in my brand. So that's I mean it's in my logo. All of my songs I replace E's with three. Mm. Like it's it's the three has been coming. Yeah, you leaned yeah. into it. Yeah, it's something in my brain right now. Sweet. So let's talk about that. Yes, sir. Brand. Brand. What does that mean to you? Uh, model dairy. It's a great example of yes. a brand. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, a brand uh, for like for an artist, I think, is like something that represents you. I mean, individual brand, I should say, represents you, who you are, what people can expect when they come to support you, mm -hmm. um, what uh, what they're supporting. Like the brand is. Well, you kind of. Is what? Well, you kind of you're great going. Well, you're saying it's who you are. Yeah, like, it yeah, is. it's 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 yeah. The brand is you. You are the brand. How is it? How how do you describe your brand? My brand. Uh, three words. Three <laughs> words. Oh, this I got you. Diverse. True. <laughs> Immersive. <laughs> um, yeah, diverse, true, and loving. Uh, motivational. That's it. Motivational. Mm, okay, great. Diverse, true, motivational. Yeah, because you recently. Uh, okay. I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of places we can go with that. I don't know. I could use a lot more than five words, three words. So let's do that. I guess being that I've observed from a distance, mm. you create your music and continue to stay consistent with making stuff and putting stuff out and right. and challenging yourself in different ways. I'm sure. Um, how, 
how has Unguided evolved from the conception to who Unguided is today? Or how is that, how is that for you? Um, so basically, long story short, when I started... No, 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 no. We got time. <laughs> he's like, no, we got three we got hours. Let's do, all right, all right. Uh, you asked for it. No. Um, when I started, I wanted... Like, I've always liked music. I've always loved music. Music's always been a huge part of my life. I've been in and out of bands, in and out of trios, singing, singing uh, groups. Like, I've always been a part of music, but nothing ever worked out. So I started making music, um, hip-hop music, rap music, specifically because I was tired of other people like deciding the fate of the music. So I was like, I'm going to take the music into mm, my hands and mm. do it myself. Right. Um, in which I, you know, I mix and master, I engineer all of my own music. I don't produce, but I record at my home. I record in my own studio. Um, I mix and master engineer all of my own stuff. Um, so I don't rely on studios. I don't rely on engineer professionals. You know what I mean? So isn't that producing though? Like you no. say you don't produce. No, no, no. I actually made that mistake and I got yelled at by a producer. Okay. Um, producing is beat making. Producing is um, like producing very basically producing is the beat. Um, a lot of people would argue that rappers sample other beats and throw them together to make a beat and that's not necessarily producing but just the very basic producing is beat making which i do not do i do not make beats i engineer vocals hmm. yes because i guess we were talking about it a little bit before just to take an aside was if mike shinoda who i'm a big fan of from yeah. lincoln park he's been producing indie artist stuff so right, hypothetically right. speaking like, I watched one of his videos that I sent to you that you said you check out at some point. Um, <laughs> the idea, the thing was, the thing that when I watched that, he said he's, you know, picking up smaller indie artists off like Instagram and stuff. And from what I was watching, he would communicate with the artist. They would, he would, they would send him kind of where it's at right now. And he would send back some notes. He'd tweak some stuff. And then he'd kind of go in and shape it or add his, add his producing. Like, I don't, but that's not like, I don't think yeah. he's making a beat. So, I don't, I don't know what he's doing. Yeah. yeah. But is that what he's so, doing? What? Or, so, okay. Most, most producers can engineer. Most engineers, well, not most engineers, but just cause you engineer doesn't mean you produce. So producing, you can produce vocals. I guess, I guess producing can be seen as a type of vocal engineering, but like mixing and mastering, at least granted, I'm not professional by any means. So I don't know what the professional industry, mm -hmm. but in my amateur industry that I work in. Indie, yeah. Indie, yeah. The indie industry, I have never known a producer to be somebody other than a beat maker. Um, okay. Like I said, I'm not saying that they can't engineer. I know a sure, lot sure. of producers that engineer vocals as well. But like I said, I made a mistake when I was younger of calling myself a producer and I got trashed on for it. Like you're not a producer. You do not make the beats. I am the producer. Yeah. You are the vocal artist. You know whoa, what I mean? Whoa. So yeah. So it was, it, I, I learned that one really hard. Um, because I, I guess like I was thinking about film in the way yeah. was because producer could mean a wide variety of things. Right. So I kind of yeah. assumed it was like that because a producer in film could be like a involved creatively yeah. with talking back and forth with the director and 
trying to help guide the film in certain right. ways. This is what we right. need, blah, blah, blah. So I figured music could be a similar way where Mike Shinoda could sit with you and talk right. about what the intention is and right. help pull the best out of it. And that I mean, that sounds accurate. That might be it. Uh, you know, it's, like I said, in the... In, in my industry. From your experience. From yeah. my experience, mm -hmm. yeah. It's Okay. That's sure. not how it is. Because I don't you know, I, I also don't reach out to people to help guide my music. I, mm -hmm. I'm you know what I mean? You are unguided. I am unguided. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't yeah. Sorry, all right. <laughs> it's okay. Okay. So um, that was yeah, just so. the, the producer thing I was curious. Yeah. All right. And if you know, and if I'm wrong, I apologize. Hit my DMs and let me know. But from my experience, producer is a beat maker, and there are other forms of producers, but like mainly, it's a pretty, it's a beat maker. It's not okay, like a sure, sure. So, yeah. So continuing but, on. So, I took up rapping because I wasn't a singer, and I was like, well, I could rap. I could always rap. Mm. You know, I got into rap at a fairly old age, actually. I, I got into rap when I was probably a preteen, teenager. Which I'm only 26 now, so that's why I say like old age you know what i mean like i wasn't i didn't grow up on rap i wasn't allowed to listen to rap when i was a kid okay so i got into it in my teens and i just ended up falling in love with it and i got really good at rapping like i could rap like lil wayne eminem you know all over the spectrum and um i was like well i'm tired of letting other people dictate where music goes in my life so i want to do it myself so that's how i picked it up okay so that's the base mm -hmm. when i started i was super um, shy about it. Mm. I was super unsure about myself. Um, it was, I was just doing it to be an engineer. I just wanted to be an engineer and I was like, what's the best way to do it? Then work on my own vocals. And then I just kind of fell in love with making music. And then I was like, okay, when I moved out here specifically is when I was like, all right, I'm going to take it seriously. Mm. Um, so I started taking it a little bit more seriously and now it's, uh, you know, I release on a monthly basis. I release new music every single month. So there's always content coming from me. Um, and I'm very like, I want to help other, I mean, cause look at me, you look at me and you're not like, this guy's a rapper. Mm. You know what I mean? Like I get, when people assume I make music, they're like, oh, you're a country artist. <laughs> yeah. That's what, what I get all the time. You're a country artist. And I'm like, all right, that's cool. Like I'm honored. I wish I was a country artist. I wish I could sing like that, but I can't. So, but I'm like, I want to motivate people that are like, oh, no, that's not me. I can't do that. Because I always wanted to be a music artist. And I always thought it'd be tight to be a rapper. I just was like, no, nah, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. So, like, my brand now, I'm very heavily motivational. I love motivating. I love just kind of, like, sparking that flame under people and just being like, you can do this. It is possible. Look at me. Now go and do it. Um, so, I'm, I'm, that's, like, that's my brand is, like, just believe in yourself. You're not perfect. Nobody's perfect. I'm not perfect. I've been doing this for three years and I think I make bangers, but <laughs> I'm not perfect. There's stuff in there. Like I have music friends that I talk to all the time mm -hmm. that engineer their own music, produce their own music. You know, they don't rely on other people. They do exactly what I'm doing. And we always go back and forth like, Oh, well the reverb on this is a little too high. The reverb on this is too low. You know, I hear the peaking. So I'm not perfect, but I focus on continuing. I focus on doing it because I'm a firm believer that talent has no play in this industry at all. It's dedication. It's perseverance. It's 
pushing to mm-hmm. outlast other people. Mm-hmm. So, and I just want to kind of convey that in my brain. And so that's kind of where my brain's at right now. Entertainment and motivation. That's great. I'm guided. That's great. <laughs> great, great, great plug there. Thanks. I like that. <laughs> Thanks. Um, very interesting. There's a lot I want to ask with, a lot with that. Answer. All right. Um, I want to start with why, what, what does talent mean if it means nothing? Like, what is talent? Like, what is it good for? Or what is it? Or, like, when you said that talent, mm-hmm. talent's not going to be the determining factor that right. gets you right. the success, whatever that may mean. It's, you know, I'm sure different for everybody. Right. But what, what part does it play from your perspective okay. if it's not that? Right. I think I understand. Okay. So, I just want to say, like, I'm not saying, like, having talent is any lesser of a value than it having talent will push you forward but it'll only push you forward so much if you're not consistent if you don't work if you don't grind if you don't hustle if you don't show Mm -hmm. the world that you're here to stay nobody will care about your your talent so many people out there have talent that are constantly showing their talent, they're more interesting because they're doing it more, right? So like, for instance, I would argue when I started, I didn't have any talent. I was very monotoned. I was very shy. Like I could have given up. I probably should have given up and whatever, moved on with my life. But now I would argue I have talent and I've evolved my talent. Mm -hmm. I've grown Mm -hmm. into my talent, okay? But if I didn't market my music, if I didn't look for outlets to get seen, if you know what I mean? Like if I didn't push, my talent would be sitting here unnoticed. Mm-hmm. So I would say talent plays the role in pushing you once you're noticed, but it won't necessarily get you noticed. I don't know if that makes sense. It's... I'm coming from like a marketing standpoint. So I've recently, I don't know if you know this, I've actually recently been getting into music marketing. Okay. Mm. I run a lot of ads on music to test out like what's better chorus verse, test out good songs, bad songs, test out audiences. You know, like I've been really getting into music marketing and I've noticed a lot of change in my fan base, a Mm. lot of growth in my fan base since I have taken the time to learn how to push my music in front of other people, which I've had talent probably for a year. I've been really good at making music. You know what I mean? Like good enough to where I could consider have talent. Sure. Sure. Your, your, your confidence is there on what you're putting out. Yeah. Right. But, and talent is talent. Talent's really good as a base because obviously if you don't have talent, it's going to be that much harder but I just, I, I think with how many people make content, not even music, just in general, how many people make content? YouTubers, music artists, actors, you know, like short film directors, like writers, like TikTok. everybody, TikTokers. With how many people do it, 
it's very like your talent could be drowned out by somebody who has like if you've got five people that support your talent but then there's a tiktoker that have a hundred people that support their whatever you want to call it you're gonna <laughs> sure, lose sure, you know what sure. I mean? In, okay so i don't know if that makes sense hopefully i, I, I know what you're saying i'm trying to okay one thought that i had yeah, was yeah. it reminds me very much of what somebody told me because i feel i feel similarly about myself in some aspects where you mentioned when you first started mm. you would argue <laughs> that you had no talent yeah, that's right <laughs> sure of course you would argue that i think about myself mm. with filmmaking and directing on how it's the it's the confidence build is more of how i see it you you the more you do the more experience you have the more you've done the more you can look back on and tweak on and right. and all that kind of stuff and, and creativity in some capacity is a craft like anything else right. where if you want to get good at carving yes it <laughs> You know, like, yeah. you know, carving. Uh, what do people do when you... No, have, I think you, that's a perfect word, carving. I was going to say literally carving, like a block uh, of wood into like a chair or something. Like people, you know, there's like, there's yeah. there's skill in the, in the craft yeah, of yeah. everything. So just because I think creativity is a similar similar right. space where you, you're writing and, and you're curating of the music. Because uh, I know when I first moved to L.A. and... I shared um, the short film Schrodinger's Nostalgia yeah, yeah, yeah. that you uh, are a lead in. <laughs> we we screened that at um at a night of shorts night yeah. hosted by a friend of the podcast Eric mm-hmm. Toms. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember him specifically telling me as I was releasing more stuff because that was we made that in Reno right. before we moved. Right. So as I was making more stuff and putting more stuff out. I think he reached out at one point and seen like, or my, I don't know, somebody reached out. I think it was Eric, where he commented on, you're treating this like a craft. I can see you getting better with each yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well, that was the plan all along. Because right. I right. know I'm not yeah. going to be, uh, I mean, I feel, I, I don't know. I feel like there's still plenty, plenty to learn, and there's always course, going to be always, learning. Always, so you could you could be the best in the world, and you still have stuff to learn. Hundred percent. There, you, 100%. there always room is in, always room for improvement. Yes. Always. So I uh, know that that kind of it was nice to get that external recognition mm-hmm. of oh, yeah. of uh, we understand. I see what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And we, I can see the progress, and that kind of feels good. So I, I can have the, the same thought of, like, I had no idea what I was yeah. doing back then. I'm just throwing it together yeah. and having fun yeah. and, uh, and, and going from there, which sounds similar to that. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think, um, that, that, and that's, you know, that's it. Like, it's, and we all start somewhere. You know what I mean? We all start somewhere. Like, and I keep, a lot of people in the music industry, when they start and their stuff is trash, it's bad. They'll remove it. They're they're ashamed. Sure, sure. You know what I mean. I keep all mine up. Yeah, they're not good. You go and listen. <clears throat> pardon me. You go and listen to my very first release, and you listen to my most recent release. You'll hear the difference. Not only in the performance in the vocals, but the engineering, the um, 
the, the effects, the like all of it. The layers of my of my music, like sure, I used to not sure. do any layers. Now I have layers all over the place, so it's more as my friend Tanner would say, ear candy. Mm. You know what I mean? And um, but I'm not, like I'm not afraid of it. Like yeah, I, I'm fully aware that people that go to my Spotify are now going to hear, you know, seven or eight songs that are just complete trash, and that might deter them away from following and being a fan. But I'm like that was me. That was my music when I started. Sure, I think. But now that... look at now look at me. So it's like that motivational art. Yeah, yeah. You know I mean? Seeing seeing the growth of an artist, I think, yeah. is an, a pivotal part of connecting with yeah. them. Um, I had a thought. I lost it. Continue. Okay. Um, I remember talking. what it was. Okay. <laughs> so you mentioned there was a pivotal... Well, was it a specific moment that you can look back on and think about that was... Like you said, you should have quit. <laughs> you, you acknowledge, for whatever reason, that you think maybe you should have quit. So I don't know what that means... But okay. why did you not? And what what was what first was of all? Yeah. First of all, I, I I'm just gonna pause. I'm gonna say this right now. I was gonna say this way earlier, and I didn't because I didn't need it. I I'm gonna cuss. I'm just. <laughs> I asked Eddie. Oh, I asked right. him if I could. He said it was fine. That's fine. I'm just letting you know. Potty mouth. So class, classic disclaimer, I guess, would be um, <laughs> if you're listening in the car with your kids. With your kids. May, maybe hold off. Have them do earmuffs because Chris. Yeah, Chris likes to get. Um, yeah. Your music has the e on there, right? Is that how? Um, it works? Most of my music, but I try not to cuss in my music. To be honest, which is funny because I, I definitely do cuss a lot in person, mm. but I, I try not to. I try not to cuss a lot. That actually. I have a lot of songs that do cuss, but I try not to. So take sure. that with a grain of salt. Um, anyway, what I was saying is, first of all, mama didn't raise no bitch. I don't quit. Second of all, <laughs> all right, that's what I had to say. Second of all, we all have that thought. We all have that thought of, oh, I should quit. I should quit. And this kind of like, and if you don't, you're, you're a god at whatever you do. Because <laughs> I swear to God, like there are so many people in this world that just content create. Like the, the chances of us making it are slim to none. And I realize that wholeheartedly. But I, like I said, I, it's not talent that gets you famous. It is perseverance. It is determination. Grit. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's that okay. simple. You know what I mean? So I had that thought of like, I, I made a couple of songs and like I made, I think the first song I ever made, I was like 16. Like when I first dove into rap, different name. I was not unguided. I was a completely different person um, as an artist and I released a song, a couple people liked it, and then a, a really good friend of mine was like, like told me I should quit. He's like, dude, it's horrible. Like he was like, I'm just being real with you. This is horrible. I don't want to be that friend that's like, you know, leading you on. Like it is trash. Don't be an artist. Like just don't. And that that like really affected me. You know what I mean? Because he was a really good friend of mine, and I thought it was the best thing I'd ever done. And it was like the first song I ever made. It was like a, about a heartbreak. So of course I was like really. You know, You're really connected. Yeah. I was really connected to it. And uh, the girl that I wrote it about fucking loved it. So it was like, I was like, yeah. So, um, anyway. Mission accomplished. In yeah, yeah, right. So that really kind of deterred me away from making music for a while. But then I got back into it and I was like, you know what? Like, why? Like, I know. Like, I, I'm not, I'm doing this all by myself. I'm not paying a professional to do it. Like, of course it sucks, but I'll get better. You know what I mean? And it got to a point to where, like, I released, I released a couple more songs that were just as bad. Um, but I was just like, from whose perspective? From today, me perspective. From right now, sitting in this chair on your podcast, I'm looking back, and the quality of the songs were the same. 
Well, the quality of a song mm-hmm. and the song being bad are feel like are different things. Like the technical yes. the, the technical aspects of going into making a project. Like when I look back on my old stuff, right. I, I, I guess maybe it's a different outlook. Like I don't look yeah. back and say like that was bad. I'm right. like, dang, this, I've learned a lot since right. then. Improvements. And yeah. in the moment, I can look yeah. back and think about like how much fun that was and all that yeah. kind of stuff. And and that's the thing. Being I proud. had fun doing it. Whether I think it was a bad song, yes or no, I had fun, and that's really what matters: is mm-hmm. having fun and just enjoying your life because it's your life. You know what I mean? Who who cares what people want? What people think? It's your life. You do what you want. But no, in my perspective, as as an artist, I look back. Yeah, I didn't like. I don't listen to my first two or three songs because I don't like them. I don't think they were good. Sure. So, and and I'm a I'm a big advocate of being your biggest fan. Like I love my I love my music. Okay. I listen to my music more than anybody else, and I love it. I feel you know it. what I mean. I feel so, yeah, I, I'm yeah. a big advocate on being your biggest fan. So, and I don't listen to those songs. Being your own biggest fan. Being my own biggest fan. I don't listen to them because I don't like them. I, they're not good. Mm-hmm. The quality, the flow, like it's just... Sure, sure. You know, like that's what I'm saying. Like that me, there was there was no talent there. Like that's what I'm saying. Like I should have... I think you're, a little bit, you're being a little bit harsh. Maybe, so. maybe I am. Tough love, baby. Tough love. Because <laughs> well, I, I, there's <clears throat> projects that I've done. There's only a handful, like similar yeah. to you. It's like yeah, yeah. I watch my own stuff all the... Well, not all the time, but... Mm-hmm. I do enjoy going back and, and re-watching some of my old stuff. Yeah. And there are some projects that I'm like, I'm not watching that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not watching right. that. Yeah. Cringe. Cringe. Yeah, exactly. Um, and that's, it's you know, and it's it's okay. Like, I don't, you know what I mean? Like, I might be being hard on myself, but I'm just being real. Like, that's how I feel. That's how I feel, man. Uh, you know, like, I just think those songs are bad. And I'm not going to remove them because, like I said, I want to show people, like, hey, here's my arc. Here's and what yourself, I've done. And yourself. And myself. I want to continue. Yeah. Because, I mean, even now, like, I have, I put out songs that I'm like, uh, was that the right call? Like, that effect, that vocal tone, you know what I mean? I do that all the time, but then I'm like, but look at this compared to that. Mm-hmm. You know, and it keeps, it keeps me going, it motivates myself. I end up self-motivating without even knowing it. Um, but no, and that's, you know, going back to the, to the question, like, I, I put out a couple of songs in succession that I was just like, like, I was, I was proud of at the time. I was very proud of, but they weren't getting recognition. You know what I mean? And I think that's that's a really hard, like you just said, it's nice when people reach out to you and say, hey, I see the improvements. I see what you're doing. I see, like, you're doing a good job. Keep it up. Like, that feels so good when people do that to you, especially when you're unknown. Like, nobody knows who you are. you got a couple of followers, a couple of people. Mm-hmm. But then yeah, they're like... Because you can feel like nobody's watching or listening. Right, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but then it's like, when that person reaches out, and you're like, wow somebody's actually paying attention, you know? Um, and I think that like, that's what it was. This is like, I was, like I said, originally when I started, I didn't do it to be an artist. I was just, I was just doing it, trying to be a better vocal engineer. I wanted to, I had a couple friends that were rappers, a couple friends that were singers and I wanted to help them. So the main reason I started was to help them as an engineer. I offered my services. I worked with a couple people in a studio, you know, working with their stuff. And then I just practiced on my own vocals. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, what if I, release this music like i have so many songs i have never released i'm never going to release that i strictly used for practice you know what i mean but i was like well what if i take some of these and release them see what happens you know and then i just fell in love with the process of making music Mm -hmm. and i still help other people like don't get me wrong i have people reach out to me all the time for like engineering their stuff but it's it's like i just fell in love with making my own music making my own art taking my own heartbreak my own 
life lessons and putting them into music that hopefully could, you know, inspire other people, motivate other people, relate with other people. Um, but like, yeah, there was, there was definitely a point in my life where I was like, yeah, I should stop making my own music. I wasn't going to quit engineering because I, you know, felt like mm -hmm. I was good at engineering. But I was like, yeah, I'm going to stop making my own music. Not getting traction. I don't know why I released it. You know, it's like that thought. We all have it. Self-doubt. Yeah, self-doubt. Creeps self -doubt. in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. But I'm glad I didn't. Yeah, because, I mean, from, from, I mean, sitting in the chair right now talking yeah. to you. And you mentioned that in the back of your mind there was always that want to mm -hmm. be a rapper or rap. Yeah. So, it makes me really happy. Yeah. To be like he did it yeah. and he tried it and like that's that's something that most people will even talk themselves out of before even getting to that point. Right. So it's like I've already done it. I put some stuff out. You're already that far. Yeah. So might as well keep going. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's 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 cool because it's funny. I was actually talking. I, I was hanging out with a buddy last night on a Discord chat, and he is also a rapper, and. Uh, we, you know, we were drinking, so, you know, things were a little emotional, but, uh, he was just like, he was like, dude, we're rappers. And I'm like, yeah, man, I know. Like, <laughs> I know we are. What's your point? He's like, he's like, nah, man, it's just like, you know how cool it is to say that? Like you and I are rappers, bro. And I was like, damn, I was like, you're right, dude. That is kind of cool to say. And he's like, you know, he brought it up. He's like, when I was a kid, man, I just always wanted to be a rapper and I never thought I'd be one. And I was like, me too. And I was, it's just like, mm -hmm. it's, it's so cool to like say like, I'm a rapper. That's something I wanted to do. And I'm an entertainer in general, but like I never, and never in a million years thought that I'd be a rapper. Never thought that I would make hip hop music. Never thought, you know, that I would keep up with it. And it's like, it's cool to look back and be like, you did that. You mm -hmm. wanted to and you did. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, I'm just, you know, if, if, if you want to do something, do it. You don't know what's going to happen unless you try. And if you keep going for it, eventually something's going to happen. You know what I mean? I've been doing it three years and I'm just now seeing progression. I'm just now seeing the fruits of my labor. You know what I mean? Mm. I'm starting to make a little bit of money on streaming. I'm starting to get to the point to where, you know, like I'm almost, it's not like a crazy amount of uh, followers or anything by any means, but I'm almost at a thousand followers on Instagram, which I've been trying to get for five years and I'm finally like every day getting new followers. I'm almost at a thousand. Mm. And that's such a good, that's such a threshold for me. Like I'm, I'm, so, I'm so ready for that thousand push, man. I'm so ready for it. Um, you know, my Spotify numbers are thousands of listeners sure, monthly. Sure. You know what I mean? Like I'm just three years and I'm just now seeing the growth. So it's just one of those like, you want to do it, do it, keep doing it, be passionate about it. And eventually you'll get somewhere. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a good <clears throat> Reminder for yeah, sure, because um, I know like this is a, a moment in time for a lot of people, in which uh, everybody, a lot of people have a have a hard time. I'm not sure if it's whether or not to find out what it is they want to do, or yeah. to know what they want to do and then convince yeah. themselves that right. they should go for it, because. Um, Oftentimes, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's. I think we, we've all been. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I most. <clears throat> pardon me. Most people don't figure out what they want to do in life until they're in their late thirties. 
So the fact that you where, and I... Where, where are you pulling that from? Out of my ass. <laughs> it just sounded right, so I'm going to say it. Sure. Um, no, I've actually heard that statistic. I have nothing to back it up, but I have heard that statistic <clears throat> that most... Like, if you take 100 people... You're taking the average. Different okay, ages. Sure. Yeah, average. Different ages, you ask. Most of those 100 people are going to be over their mid to late 30s. Yeah. Everybody under is going to be like, I have no idea what I want. I have no idea what I want. So the fact that you and I, being the ages we are, know what we want in life is bizarre because it's not a statistical average. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, a bummer. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but, now that uh, I speak it out loud. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no, I was thinking about um, in terms of, like, your moment with yeah. almost – deciding not to go forward with it you're having those kind of self-doubts or like nothing's coming of it why do it uh i don't know it was making me think about a time when it was early on in my filmmaking venture in reno Mm -hmm. and uh i know when i first jumped into film you were there pretty early on in the beginning with the same but different series yes Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I had the idea. My roomie at the time, Nora, uh, I was talking about like I want to do film. I want to. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be an actor at the time, so I was like, right. I, I want to produce my own stuff and just be, yeah. just make stuff so I can act in it. Yeah, yeah. And then the commitment was, I'm going to do ten episodes okay. of this of this web series. Yeah, yeah. And um, I forget which episode you pumped in first. Was it four, three? I don't know. I don't know. I was in a couple. You were in a couple. But regardless, I think it might have been 2013 or 2014 when that that started. And I had gone through, I did nine episodes. I remember you were a big part of number nine. Yeah, that was a good one. That's my favorite episode. (laughs) The clowning. The clowning. Um, But for episode 10, Mm -hmm. that was supposed to be my like, big Avengers yeah. moment where like everybody yeah. comes together. It was like a 20 page script. It was really long and I didn't know the concept of that at the time. And I remember I was like losing actors left and right. Some are moving to LA. Some are like, I'm like, this is difficult yeah. and I'm scared and I don't know if I can do this, but I know I can do it. I just have to keep pushing. I've got a deadline to yeah. hit. We're not going to cancel. I'm not going to push. I'm going to find an actor yeah. or whatever the case was. But I think it was after, like, I had, I don't remember the specific moment. I think I just, me and my girlfriend at the time had just, like, watched a movie at the theater and we're, like, driving home. I think I had, like, a, a breakdown. Like, I think I just started crying out of nowhere. <laughs> and, uh, and it was a good time. Yeah, sounds like it. And um, I think somewhere around that point, she was kind of telling me, like, this isn't going to happen. You have to push. Yeah. And I'm like, I can do it. I can do it. Yeah. And, uh, but I, it was like, like you said, like a close friend that just wanted to tell you what they Mm -hmm. thought was the reality of the situation. Mm -hmm. And, um, I just remember her saying like, basically you can't do this. That's the worst. And, the worst but it was nice to hear it because of course i already had those thoughts myself so it's not like like new news yeah yeah yeah, but i'm just like all right you're saying it 
But I've already convinced myself yeah. that I can do it. I'm so it, yeah. I'm going to tell you the same thing I told myself. So it's kind of nice to stick yeah. with it regardless. Yes, sir. That's good. And get it done. And you were part of the finale, too. That was a nice yeah. moment. <laughs> that was cool. That, was, that wasn't my best acting, but it was, it was all right. It was crazy. It was, yeah. Because there was... The classic with early filmmaking stuff is there's always way too many actors on screen yeah. and way too much to coordinate and like there's no crew. Yeah, so, no crew. The yeah. crew are the actors when they're not on scene. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it was, but I, I, I remember. Yeah, there was moments. I think you've told me about it before. Like, you kind of wish we had another take for it. Or, oh yeah, dude. It was. <laughs> I even like to this day I'll watch it and then when I get to my part I'm like, God damn. Like that was not my finest moment. Yeah, for, for context, all you had to do... Literally, <laughs> all I had to do was walk into the garage and arrest the big bad and say, like, two lines and leave. And that was it, and I fluffed it up bad. Like, well, I, was, I, was, I was over-hamming it, like, way <laughs> too bad. <laughs> was... Yeah, because the garage door opens, you have the two agents, yeah, kind of... Yeah, and, and then you go in, you handcuff her. And yeah, you have your lines, but she threw some improv at you too, yeah, as she does, and that's what kind of threw you, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because, uh, uh, yeah. shout out to Yvonne. Yvonne. I, I think is how you pronounce it, but yeah. Yeah. Good times. Bring us. Yeah. It was fun. It was fun to say, to say the least. It was fun. But I think we just did one take, and I was like, well, yeah, we that was it. it. Like, all right, bye, Chris. I was too like, too much. Yeah, but anyway, that that made me think of that moment in, in my journey where I haven't had that moment again since. Mm -hmm. Like, that yeah. was a huge one. Yeah. And uh, the nice thing is, like, knowing that you've gotten through it only makes things slightly bit easier yeah. when you have that thing again on the next right. one. You're like, can I do this? Yeah. Well, I've done it before, right. I guess. Gosh you, darn it. Yeah, you learn from your mistakes. You know what I mean? So it's like if... The first time you did that. Or you, from your successes. Or you both. You both. Your yeah. failures and your successes. You know what I mean? Like, I, did, I don't know. Like, I think if you if you were to do something like that again, like, you're like, you, you can reflect on it. Like, okay, what did I do last time that made me so stressed? What did I do last time that broke me down? All right. Don't let it happen again. You know what I mean? Like, find out ways that I can improve my mental for taking on this project. You learn. Yeah, it's it's a classic um, because the there's no avoiding that fear. Because no. that's that's the it's a classic quote, right? It's like if you're not experiencing that fear, you're not challenging yourself. Yeah. You're not venturing into something new. Right. So it's right. yeah. having to constantly face that is it's quite the life. Yeah. It's a uh, you know it's 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 something. I don't want to say you never get over it. You never get past it, but it's something that you just, you know, eventually you just take it with a grain of salt and you just go with it. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like you're always going to feel it. It's never going to go away, but eventually it's easier to deal with so because what, you're just so used to like grinding past it. Yeah. yeah. So speaking of grinding, what's, uh, what, I don't know. What's the, the latest thing you put on yourself that is kind of lives in that realm? Is there anything currently you're, you're pushing for that's kind of scaring you a bit or anything? Um, so I don't want, I, not, I'm not necessarily scared, but something that I am working towards that I have doubts about um, my, so recently, so my 2021 goals, 
basically. Why do you air quotes that? Yeah, because, you know, like New Year's, <laughs> oh, everyone's like, oh, okay, New Year, okay. New Me. It's not necessarily like, because they're like, oh, starting January 1st, 2021, this is what I'm doing. Okay. Right. So it's like, I'm not like trying to lose weight. Lord knows I should, but I'm not. What I'm trying to do is, as of the first, I officially took one more day off of my job. I was working six days a week over mm. at the pizzeria. Mm-hmm. And... I couldn't do it anymore. I didn't have enough. I felt like I didn't have enough time for myself, let alone enough time for my content. I wanted to do, I still want to do way too many things for the little amount of time I have in my apartment. So I told my bosses six months ago, hey, January 1st, I'm officially two days off. That's like, I can't do six days. Um, How they take that? Was that easy? They were, yeah, they were fine. It, it, it was, I mean, I gave them an ample amount of time. Right, but, but what, no, they were was, cool. it, was it six days because... Or, I don't know, I just wasn't sure on... Uh, not to toot my own horn, but uh, I'm a pretty damn good worker. And uh, we're a very small crew. Mm-hmm. And they knew that I was willing to work six days a week for them. So they did it. No, I mean, A, in LA, it's expensive. So obviously, I'll take all the money I can get. Mm-hmm. Um, but B, like I said, we were a small crew. And I'm one of the best, not to ruffle any feathers, I'm one of the best workers at the pizzeria. Um, and I would fight to the death with that statement Mm. Uh, (laughs) so and and they knew it they know it and so you know they i I told them i i would do it and they put that to their advantage cool sure sure and so when i told them you know i gave them like i said i gave them like four months advance um notice i was like hey 2021 like you know like i'm out here for a reason i gotta do something so So now you find yourself with a whole extra day extra day yeah so now my plans are by December, I would like to take more time off from my work and focus more on my content. Um, I'm starting to get more into like YouTube, you know what I mean? Now that I have an extra day, I'm starting to do a little bit of YouTube content, Mm -hmm. uh, song breakdowns. Um, I have some like mini series ideas that focus around music creating, um, which I'm kind of revamping my YouTube because it used to do, I used to do like daily stuff and it was just like all random. Oh, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So now it's like I'm strictly focusing on music content, whether it's creating, whether it's lyric videos, music videos, song breakdowns, whatever. It's all music related somehow. Um, So I'm trying to do more of that. And I'm hoping by December, the end of this year, I can take more, I, I can get enough support from my fans, my followers to take more time off um, from the pizzeria so I can put even more of my time into content creating. So basically what I'm trying to say is like, I've already gotten to a point to where I've made a small little shift to my full time entertaining. And I want to make another shift at Mm -hmm. the end of the year closer. Um, which, you know, I like just financial support. Sure. Sure. I'm not trying to, so you were able at the six days, you were already able to, uh, you were still, I was gonna say producing music, but I don't know what the word would be. Careful, you'll get yelled at. <laughs> you're still making. Yeah. You're still finding a way to put yeah. put out musical content. Yeah. yeah. Um, with just the one day off and going home at night or whatever. Mm. Uh, so with the extra day, I'd like because I, I told I think I, I commented on your YouTube video. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah. <laughs> I dug it Thanks. and I was like, cool. That was the extended version, huh? That Did you watch the extended version? No. The 20 minute version? Yeah, I watched the Yeah, that was the extended. Okay, that was a, I felt 20 minutes was too long, so I cut it down to a shorter version for 10 minutes. That was the first one that released. Hmm. That's the one I was promoting on my Instagram. It's like basically, this, it's obviously the same thing, just not as long. 
I cut out a lot of shit because <laughs> okay. I was like, this isn't important. I think anyway. I watched the, the full, the yeah. full thing. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I don't know. So, I no, I, I yeah. like, okay, so with the extra day, you've been able to tackle YouTube and just get get yeah. more time into on, on the stuff you're probably already doing. Okay, yeah. cool. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's, you, you nailed it right on the, right on the top, man. That was it. Gives me more time to work on more things. Like, I love entertaining as a whole. Like, I'm a music artist. I mean, you know, but I love entertaining. I love content creating. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, I would love to get back into the YouTube scene. Um, I would love to, like, I, I obviously, I, I'm not, I still want to be an actor. I love, like, acting. I love acting. Okay, I have a degree we haven't in talked theater. About that, yeah, no, I know. We'll get to that later. Um, but, we'll you know, right now, now like, Music is definitely the focus, but I just, I love entertaining in general. If I can put a smile on somebody's face from entertaining, I don't care what the, the piece of content is, whether it's music, whether it's a short film, whether it's a gaming video, like whatever it is, I just love, I love entertaining. So I'm, that's what my more focus is, just make more content, focus a little bit more on pushing the music and just yeah switch over. Okay, let's yeah. talk about the acting. Let's do it. Christopher Perry. Christopher Perry. The actor. The actor. How, what, how, where does that currently live in your priority list with life right now? What's, what's that look like moving forward? Um, so it's currently, I love acting. Like I literally just said, it is a huge passion of mine. I have a degree in theater. I went to school for acting, um, and I love it dearly and every opportunity I get to jump on it, I take it. But it has, especially with COVID, especially with all the things that have been going on in the world, it has been really hard to be an actor. And I'm not saying quit, I'm not saying give up, but what I'm saying is I found a way to continuously entertain without having to be an actor. Mm -hmm. And I think that's that was kind of the moment, like I said, when I moved out here is when I started taking it seriously. And that was kind of the moment I triggered the, hey, let's be a, let's be a musical artist instead of an actor. Because especially, and I, I say this and I know how some people are going to react. Being in LA, it's really hard to be an actor. It's really hard to be an actor. How are people going to react to that? Everybody knows. Everybody knows it, but I know some people. I'm not. I'm not trying to say like I'm not trying to say. Being quit. an actor is I'm one not of trying to say get the fuck out. All I'm saying is it's really, really hard to be an actor out here, and that was coming from a small little town where I was one of the most looked up to actors coming out to LA where nobody gives a fuck about me. <laughs> you know, it's like it's one of those things where it's just. It, it kind of like in my head, I had to flip the switch. I was like, what can I do on my own time where I am the boss of what I do? I control what I put out when I put out um, mm -hmm. without anybody else's approval. That was kind of the, that was kind of the switch. And that's when I was like, all right, let's be an artist. Let's be a music artist. I actually want to, I'm not going to yet because I want to make sure I have some kind of budget for it. But one of my plans for future, when I start getting a little bit more support behind my music is I want to put out music videos that are, and I think I even brought this up to you at one point, I want to bring up scripted like music videos that are more on the short film side of things. So it's like whenever I release a music video, it's not just me rapping in front of a camera looking dope. You know what I mean? Like I want to actually release videos that are like 
where you're like it looks like a small little movie. You okay, I mean? where you where you're acting right as a character yeah. via yourself exactly. in the story representing the song that right. you're yeah that exactly. makes total sense. And I would love to do that because I would put both of my passions in at the same place. Um, so yeah, it's just you know it's like I said I take every opportunity I can to be an actor because I love it dearly, um, but I just I. Mentally, I was just like, it would be easier for me if I focused on music because then I can, I can control when I'm creating, when I am performing, instead of letting a director decide, instead of letting a casting agency mm-hmm. decide. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that was kind of the, that was kind of the switch for me. Still, still, still do it. Still want to do it. And I'm going to in the future, like once things take off for me, when I am my own independent artist, my own independent entertainer i am going to find a road down the path that allows me to get back into acting into a more serious mm-hmm. light but as of right now it's just kind of like i'm i am like i no longer paying my backstage sub you know what i mean i let sure, that run sure. out because i noticed like i paid for it and then the first couple of months i went pretty hard for it and then i had this switch and i the rest of the year went to shit. I didn't never applied for anything because I was like, I'm just going to focus on music. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Because, I mean, that's the tough part with having multiple yeah. passions, of course, is yeah. like, of course, there's only so much time in the day. Right. Um, and if you're if you're able to fulfill that creative mm-hmm. want via one way versus right. another, right. I don't see anything wrong with right. being like, I'm making music now. Yeah. And if acting comes up, cool, like that can even become second to your priority. Yeah. Like, I really like the idea of it, it comes in handy when you're making the music videos yeah. and you're like, I know how to act. Yeah. Great. Put me <laughs> I don't need to cast anybody. Let's anyone. do it. Yeah. Um, I'll play both parts. Male and female. Shit. <laughs> oh, we're going a little far. Um, your range. Showing off your yes, range. Sir. Yes, yeah. sir. Uh, Oh, man, you threw me off. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, of but, but, but the, the issue there, because I could see being in L.A. is so difficult to yeah. to make it and be it in front of the camera, I think is even harder than behind the camera mm-hmm. with, like, my freelance work where when you have multiple passions people start knowing you as that one thing right, and right. you're like, no, I actually do love acting as right. well. Right. I can yeah. do that just as great. Yeah. You don't have to think I'm a subpar actor just because I'm making right. music or vice versa. Right. Um, so that's, that's another tough, tough hurdle. Yeah. I'm sure too, where, uh, yeah, I feel like, honestly, I feel like, like, obviously if you've known me for a while, like if you're a friend of mine from, you know, back in the day, I am, <laughs> you know that I'm an actor. You know that that's something I originally like. That was what. That's what brought you here, right? That's what brought me here. But that's also what that's what triggered my creative side. You know what I mean? Like I've mm-hmm. I've always wanted to be an actor, but like it was not until high school when I got into theater and I was like, "Yo, I could actually do this." Like I want. To, like I'm not just gonna want to do it. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? Like that's kind of what triggered the right. push. And um. It, I, I feel like if it weren't for that, like I wouldn't be making music today because like I would want to make music, but I wouldn't have to drive to do it. But I had to drive to act, so I was like, you know, I might as well sure, push sure. music too. Um, so that's kind of what triggered the creative side of me in general, I would I would say. Um, so yeah, it's a huge passion of mine. 
and uh, one day we'll we'll get back to it. But you know, a lot. I mean, a lot of my followers don't know I'm an actor unless I post something about it. Like I think what like a. I don't know, maybe like seven, eight months ago, I posted a little clip from something and I was like, hey guys, look, I can act too. <laughs> like, I just made it very obvious to my followers, like, hey, I'm also an actor. But it's like, that's just not what I'm, Sure. that knowledge isn't something I'm pushing for right now. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, if you know, you know, that's awesome. I appreciate you. Can, I love you, but. Can you fill people in on the, the road to Los Angeles and on what that was like to kind of give people perspective on, on what, because there's one thing about making the move. There's another thing about why you made yeah. the move and then you made the switch. Like, I think it kind of helps give folk a, uh, a nice, like, like, you know, this guy's working. This guy means business. Yeah. Like, I think that, that says a lot. Yeah. Okay. I'll be, yeah, I'll be completely honest. Um, so I... Have, just, you, have you not been so far? No, I've been lying this whole time. My name isn't really Chris or I'm guided. Um, no. But a little backstory. I was supposed to move to L.A. in 2016. Like originally, so my best friend and I met in my theater class my sophomore year of high school. My best friend, Andrew. Mm -hmm. And him and I had, in the rest of our high school career, we had these dreams of moving to L.A. and being big artists, like big, big actors. We were going to like, you know be the next big names or whatever, right? Like everybody does. And in 2016, we had finally, and granted, I, I graduated in 2012. I graduated high school in 2012. Mm -hmm. So after I graduated college, um, him and I had finally, and he was a year behind me, so he, you know, I had to wait for him too. So once we both graduated college, um, in 2016, we were finally like, all right, we're going to do it. Let's move. We've been planning this for... Mm -hmm. 10 years, like we're going to do it. Maybe not 10 years. Bad math, bad math. Anyway. It felt like 10 years. years. Felt like forever. Um, and so we came out. We originally were supposed to move to Rancho Cucamonga. We made a trip out. We, you know, scouted locations. We applied for a couple of spots. It ended up falling through because our third roommate, um, there was credit issues. And so it just didn't go through. So that was the original plan was to move out to Rancho in 2016 and, you know, commute to LA whenever we needed to for auditions. Fell through and I ended up, I found myself stuck in Reno. Reno's where I'm from. Reno, Nevada, 775, shout out No Town. See, because um, you were ready, you had all your stuff ready, yeah. right? Yeah, I was ready. And was... then, and then you found out how soon before the actual move that, that wasn't <laughs> happening. It, uh, we were very, I'll, I'll just say this, right? we were very ill-prepared. I, <laughs> we did not go to Rancho to place, to apply for a place to live until a week before we were supposed to leave Reno. So we did not plan, like we didn't plan that aspect. So I literally quit my job. <laughs> I quit, I quit my job. Sure. The day, like the day after I quit is when we came out to apply. Um, so I quit my job before I even really knew, like successfully knew I was going to move. Um, but we found out the day we were in town, like they called us, like, I think we applied and not even three hours later, they gave us a call like, Hey, not going to happen. Um, so our, you know, so like we literally found out a week before we were moving that we weren't getting it uh, the same day we applied. And so we were like, oh, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep trying, we're gonna keep trying. Well, it ended up being that 
we went back home and then it was like, okay, we'll try next month. So it went from next week to next month. And then next month rolled around and then everybody had spent all their money that they had saved for moving on bills, being in Reno, rent, what have you. So it just slowly started flushing down the drain. Um, but yeah, we, we found out the day of that we applied that we weren't moving in a week like we had wanted. Mm -hmm. yeah. All right, so, so that was attempt number one. That was attempt number one. So that was in 2016. Um, when did you move here? Refresh my memory. November 2019? 2018. 2018, right. Okay, so two years later, I found myself stuck in Reno. You know what I mean? I've done a lot of things. Um, no, no hate on Reno. Love Reno, but I'm never moving back. Uh, but <laughs> no hate, but, uh, no hate. never going back there. Still my, still my home, uh, rep it till the day I die, but I'm not going back to move, live there. Maybe Tahoe though. We'll see. Um, but you and I had become, I mean, we were already really tight, but you and I had worked on a couple of things like more exclusively. Like we worked on a couple of movies. We worked, you know, closer together mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, on bigger sets than just on our own. Yeah. Own shout out to Mustang. Mustang. Um, we lived together for that. We pretty did. Much we too, lived yeah. for like a month and a half, you and I. Yeah, that was, together. A, that was a nice it's shoot. crazy. Um, never doing that. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> 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 um, but right. so anyway, so we had been on a couple other projects, you know what I mean? And um, you told me, we had, you and I met up, I don't know, a month before you moved, maybe a couple of weeks before you moved in a coffee shop and we caught up and you're like, Oh yeah, by the way, I'm like, I'm moving. Like, I think it's time. And I was like, I was like, what? I was like, nah, man, you can't do that. And I was like, you can't move. And you're like, nah, I'm actually like, I am moving to, I'm moving to LA. And I was like, shit. Like, and it kind of like that day it clicked in my head. I was like, damn, like, like I, I owe a lot of my success to you. And I don't want to like, I know it's his podcast. I'm not trying to like, you know, or anything, but, um, <laughs> If that's too if that's too explicit, you can censor that. Um, that's why I didn't say it. It's the, but um, it's the unguided brand. The unguided, yeah. Pfft, well, not really. But um, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, anything for the laugh, I guess. Uh, but like, I I owed a lot of my Reno success to you because you were always like you always kept me in your best interest. You know what I mean? And uh, when you told me you were leaving, I was like, I was scared. I was like, fuck, man, I see it. Like, I'm not. Like, I don't have all the connections he has. I don't, like, I don't know how to, I don't know how to get my name out there. And, uh, I was talking to my mom about it one day and I was just like, man, I'm about to, like, I'm about to lose, like, one of my mentors, you know what I mean? Like, one of the people I really look up to and one of the people that, like, has helped me get where I'm at. Like, I'm about to lose him. It was like a two hour conversation. And my mom was just like, you know what you got to do, right? And I'm like, what? And she's like, you got to like move to LA with him, like go get the fuck out of Reno. And I was like, nah, that's not gonna happen. And she's like, do you've been talking about this since you were a kid? You're mm -hmm. like 20 something years old. Like if you don't move now, you're never gonna move. Like you will be stuck in Reno for the rest of your life. And it like, I was like, holy shit. I was like, you're right. And my, and like, my dad didn't want me to move. Like he was against it. He was like, no, stay here, help. Like my parents are disabled. So he was like, stay here, help with us. Um, like help us, you know, with the house and shit. I was living with my grandmother at the time, taking, her, taking care of her. So it was like, it was like a whole, you know, I really had to be selfish for myself kind of thing. But uh, my mom was like, yeah, you got to get out of here. And it's like you moving and then having that talk with my mom is really what triggered the mm -hmm. like, she's right. I got to get out of here. Um, and so like, like literally my, my move to 
LA is thanks to you for the most part. Like you're the one that really <laughs> put it into, because uh, I like I said, like I tried and it failed, and I just stayed in Reno. You know what I mean? I never attempted to move again because it was like that month came along and everybody had spent their money, and it was like never talked about again. That was it. Mm -hmm. We were all satisfied. We were all content in Reno. Yeah, because so. I guess I guess I don't know, I'll try to give you a little bit of credit for my move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. don't, don't, get, don't get too big brain no I won't because <laughs> now we barely talk like, so. like the thing about <laughs> it's, it's his fault it's my fault um, as far as Reno goes I feel like this is common across many non Los Angeles non film yeah. towns is like there's an expectation if you're pursuing the craft mm -hmm. that you're going to move at some point and give it a shot Right. and I had stalled on my move for right. so long and I've seen so many people either A, attempt it or B, try and come back or B, say they're going to do it and never do it. Definitely. Like all those kinds of things I witnessed plenty of. So like you and your first attempt already gets in my brain. I'm like, all right, when am I going to do it? Like when am I going to be ready? He obviously knows he's ready right now. I'm not there yet. So yeah. like that kind of gets the brain going and... I was living for that for a long time too, yeah. and finally, it lined up and uh, and made the jump. Yeah. But uh, that's me trying to give you some credit on. Oh, thanks. Planting the You're seed. right. It was all me. It was me all along. <laughs> but yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. So uh, you had that conversation, mm -hmm. and that's when you kind of like it's happening, yeah. and you try to start planning for that. I forget how much yeah. time from then. Um, this know, was. Yeah. When did you move out here? November? November 2018. Yeah. This was, I mean, this was the same month. Like, I think literally either the same day or the day after you and I met up, I had talked to my mom. Um, and that's kind of what it, what it happened. I didn't move out here until June or July mm. of 2019. So it was like six months after um, you and I had met up or six months after you left, six or seven months after you left, that I was, like, ready to come out here. Um, and I, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I, I currently live with some friends of mine from back home. We moved out here together. And um, I remember I, I met up with, like, my roommate. I, I called him up one day. And we, we were at a bar one night, um, <laughs> like, drunk uh, for his girlfriend's birthday and we were talking about moving to LA because it was you know a thought and he was like oh if you need somebody to move with let me know and this was like months prior to your move okay you know what I mean he's like if you ever think about moving to LA let me know I'm thinking about moving so I was like okay so like after that talk I was like well I don't want to go out there by myself like mm -hmm. I'm not trying to have an apartment by myself um so you're like who do I know yeah and then, yeah right and then I was like oh that's like I was like Paul and I had a conversation about this so I hit Paul up and I was like, yo, you still trying to move? He's like, yeah, I'm actually thinking about moving like January, February. And I was like, you want a roommate? He's like, that'd be awesome. So like we ended up working it out. Um, he ended up coming out here, like I said, January, February. I still wasn't out till like June or July um, because I just, I had some things to take care of. Uh, you know, I had to quit my job. I had to shut down a couple of businesses I had running. Um, I just, I had to really make the move. You know what I mean? It wasn't just as simple as getting up and leaving. I had, mm -hmm. I had some things to take care of. And uh, so finally, I, I just, I did it, you know what I mean? And it was hard. It was hard. I hated leaving my friends, my family, um, mm. you know, because I'm a very, I'm a very heavily family-oriented kind of guy. 
and it was uh I got so used to being around my family and seeing my family taking care of my grandmother. Yeah, because you, you didn't really have the chance for that to sink in the first time because you, right. right. you never got to the point where like, oh my gosh, I have a place and I'm right. leaving. Like yeah. that, that, so that happened that, that time with yeah. the, you're like, well, I committed yeah. and he's, he's right. holding the fort until yeah. I show up. He's expecting yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, and it's funny because like as a kid, like I was in Boy Scouts and I went to uh, a, like a summer camp when I was a, a scout specifically weeks at a time. I was used to being away from my family. And then when I was a little bit older, like I think like mid-teens, I was like 15, I got a job at that camp. I was a, I was gone for three months at a time. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I would come back maybe once or twice throughout the summer, but I was gone the entire summer at the summer camp working. So I was used to being away from my family, but the idea of moving away like permanently from my family really affected me. Um, because yeah, it's, it's different. I felt yeah. really bad. Yeah, I felt really bad. Because uh, I felt like, I felt obligated to like take care of my family. You know what I mean? Like I was taking care of my grandmother. Like my... 89 year old grandmother I was taking care of and you know she had nobody else to take care of her I was the mm -hmm. one you know and I'd been living with her since I was 18 like I've been out here what two years now so I moved uh when I was I think I had just turned 23 because I just turned 26 now so it's like I moved a l like five months after I turned 23 and uh so I'd been with her for five six years mm-hmm you know what I mean? And uh, so it was really hard for me because I felt obligated. But th that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I had to be, like, selfish for once because, like, I'm always... Yeah, yeah. And that's something my mom told me, too. She's like, you, like we appreciate you, we love you, and, you know, whatever. But, like, you got to be selfish. you got to do what you got to do for your life. You know what I mean? So yeah, those it was, are... It was hard. Those are, those are big words, it man. Was hard. Those are big words. Yeah, I like using big words. It makes me seem well, smarter Well, not literally really big am. words, but... <laughs> but, you know moderate words those so. are like crazy things to hear from your mom yeah but yeah oh oh that's what you meant yeah but necessary yeah dude it was it was a real it was a, it was a real moment with her and yeah like a, it was like a two-hour conversation like i was fighting it i was like nah nah this, this can't happen mm -hmm. like two hours she was like you gotta go you gotta go you gotta go uh, i kept pushing it off i'm like what about this had excuse for everything what about this what about this what about this she was like fuck that get rid of that like because I, I i had two businesses out there i was running a photography business i was making money i had clients i had a shirt business i had clients you know what i mean and i'm like if, and my excuse was if i move i won't have these clients no more and she's like all right shut down the business what's more important your photography business or your acting career and i was like damn you're right because i was like shit like why'd i pick up photography because i bought a camera so i could act Mm -hmm. So I could film my acting. Yeah, it's and a I classic. Just wasn't doing anything with it. So Stall I was like, stalling oh, tactics. Yeah. So, yeah. Shout out, mom. I love you. Shout out to mom. I miss you. <laughs> Starts crying in the corner. <laughs> Cut that, Eddie. Cut it. Cut it. Um, I don't have a good segue for this. Yeah, that's fine. Just go right into it. Rip the bandage. Let's go. Let's. I've I've been wanting to talk about almost a little bit of some more uh, relevant topics in terms of stuff that's happening in the world today. Mm. Do you have any opinions? Like uh, we're we're recording this um, like a week before it's going to drop, but okay. 
Texas just announced, I don't know if you heard, yeah. like 100% reopening of the state. Yeah, not mandatory masks. They're dropping the mask mm-hmm. mandate and uh, straight up. Yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on that? Um, what's, so your, I, what's your take on I'm Okay, I'll say a couple things. I'm going to keep it pretty minimal. I try not to get too political when I talk um, because I, I really don't keep up with it. It doesn't, it, so it doesn't have to be political. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, would, I would argue that's fairly political. Um, COVID is now a political thing. So, um, so I'm, you know, it's, it's one of those things like, Cause we're in Los Angeles, so yeah. it's we're in the complete opposite, opposite end of the spectrum, right. where we're still trying to struggle to. We just yeah. get got outdoor dining like a couple weeks ago. So yeah, it's right. a little bit and different. It's strictly outdoor. A little bit different. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. So I have I have like really mixed feelings about things. Um. Just to kind of put it into perspective for the audience, um, in December my father passed from COVID. Um. And so I am, obviously I don't have a mask on right now. You don't have a mask on right now. I work at a job where I'm required to wear a mask. I work in a, in a food place. I'm required to wear a mask all day long. Um, I respect, I respect the mask. I don't like it by any means. I fucking hate the masks. Nobody likes a mask. I'm just, I'm just saying just in case. I respect the ideal behind it. I respect that it's trying to save lives. Um, and, you know, it's like, it's one of those things that like, I don't think it's foolproof. Hmm. I don't think it's the best solution, but it helps. And so I'm, I'm with it, which is funny. Cause when it, when COVID first started, like I was like, fuck this mask, dude. Like my dad straight up. COVID started. Yeah. Um, it's a conspiracy theory. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <clears throat> but when it first started, like my dad was like, I hope you have a mask on. I was like, fuck the mask. Hell no. I'm not wearing no goddamn mask. It's just the fucking, it's just the flu, you know, with a different name. Sure, like sure. I was, I was one of those people. And, uh, you know, it's, it's until we started getting yelled at, like as a restaurant, like, Hey, why don't you have a mask on? Like, this is serious. You know, and it was mandated. It was mandatory for us to wear them. I never wore them. I didn't care. Um, but it's like, it's one of those things like now it's like it, the world. So the United States is one of the only place in the entire world that is still dealing with COVID. I have friends I, one of, not the only, but one of, I have friends that live in Russia. They've been done with COVID for a year. We've been dealing it with. COVID just popped up last year. That's what, what I'm saying. About? Like they, as soon as this shit started, they okay. were done with it. I, I have friends that are partying in Russia. I have friends that are DJing in Russia. I have friends that are performing in Russia, like artists. You know what I mean? So maybe not a year, but you get what I'm saying. Like as soon as it started, they were, they all did what they had to do. They got it done. Um, okay. Just to clarify, I don't know yeah. the accuracy of the statement that no other country is dealing with it. But. I didn't say no other country. I didn't say no other country. I said, said one, one of one of the only countries left. I'm like, I don't think that's true. But go on. Okay. I don't know. I'm not, I don't You're right. Have, this is why I don't like getting political. I don't, I, don't, I don't have Jamie here to backtrack, track, <laughs> pull it up on yeah. the thing. So regardless, can we, can we get a confirmation on that? So um, we're we're getting the foundation of your thoughts on masks. Sure. Right. In U.S. So anyway, politics. Politics. It's what it is, man. I don't know enough about it. That's why I don't talk about it. All right. But 
I think, like I said, I think it's, I don't, I don't really know what else, I don't know what to say. I think it's, it's very, like, it's, I think it's up to the person because no matter what, people don't fucking follow the rules. You know what I'm saying? Like how many people had um, parties for the Super Bowl? I'll tell you right now, a lot. I know that because I work for a place that sold a bunch of big orders during the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. How many people had big Christmas? I'll admit, I fucking went home out of state to my hometown during New Year's to be with my family because of the deaths in the family that we had in December. I wasn't wearing a fucking mask. And that's coming from somebody who just lost his dad to COVID. You understand? People don't follow the rules. Whether they want to or not, they don't fucking do it. We're not perfect. I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. You're not perfect. That's how well, it is. Well, because those, those family situations are tough because <clears throat> even, if, even if you are doing the best that you can do to go about mm -hmm. it, yeah. you're there for an extended, right. I don't know, extended time. Yeah. And at some point, you've got to eat with the family, right. and then you're like, "Well, we already we're already not right. wearing masks exactly. for this, for and we're chatting during this. Should right. we put them back on for this other? Th like, right. it's just it exactly. just gets weird at some point. hundred percent. So and it's tricky. You know, that wasn't the only time I went home during COVID, and the first time I had a mask on every time because, like, my grandmother mm -hmm. was like ninety one. My you know my dad my my both my parents are older. Like my mom's um, my dad was like seventy this year or he would have been 70 this year my mom's 60 you know what i mean so i'm i always am around older people and they're all disabled they're all handicapped you know whatever so it's like i've always like my first time i went home i always had a mask on because i was like i don't want to risk anything mm -hmm. right and they quite literally begged me to take it off because they're like this is ridiculous like we're your family so you know it's like it, it was a battle like with myself i'm like i don't want it like i come from one of the biggest covid populated places and you're like cool with me taking my mask off, like, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's weird. It's like, does it does that make it okay? <laughs> right. <laughs> Just because you're cool with it, you're it's cool like, with it. Yeah. it's like, hold up, but I right. It, 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 it's tricky. So it was it was tricky. a struggle, you know what I mean? But like, like I said, when I went home, like I just it it is what it is. I was there for you know like ten days or whatever, and uh, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing this. But I like I said, I respect it. And I wear it like every, I, I don't complain about wearing it anymore. I used to, I don't anymore now. Cause I'm like, you know, especially losing somebody from COVID. And I want to put this out there. My dad was very careful. My dad never left the house since COVID started. He didn't leave the house. He stayed in the fucking house and he still fucking died from that shit because somebody at my cousin's work was careless, gave it to my cousin and my cousin gave it to the rest of the family, which spread to my dad and killed him. So even being somebody like that, who is very careful with how he deals Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I'm saying. People don't follow the rules. He didn't deserve that, but he still got it. He did everything he could to prevent it. He still got it. So I think it's one of, it's, it's up to you. Like, I'm all for like, yeah, let's save people. You know what I mean? Like, I don't fucking want to be the cause that somebody died. Sure. But well, I think, you know, if, if you, if you live in a state where it's not mandatory, that's your life. You know what I mean? You, you, if, if you want to take that risk, that's fine. That's cool. It's your life. And if you think that if you think that you contracting it is not important and that you, you know, are going to suffer with the consequences of that, like that's all right, dude. That's that's your life. I'm going to wear my mask even if like even if LA like as long as there is COVID, 
I will wear my mask. Yeah, so that, that, that's kind of that's, what I imagine I it'll be like in Texas then, is, is it still comes down to the individual businesses because they can still mandate individually within right. within their stuff. Is masks to get in? Oh. or like I don't know how all that's going to work. And I think, I think that's perfectly fine. Or like you as an individual, can yeah. still, which I think is likely a, a good idea, yeah. Um, because uh, yeah, it's still out there. But regardless, I thought it was interesting mm -hmm. that uh, we're at a point when it's being rolled back to that extent in yeah. some in some ways. And I don't know how far back LA is on that timeline, uh, but um, forever. But uh, yeah. I, yeah, it's you know, and the, like, the, but that's just, and I don't, I didn't mean to get like. <laughs> I didn't mean to get like too, you know, emotional or whatever. I didn't. I didn't mean to throw any like curveballs at anybody, but I just wanted to like make it clear, no, like with my sure. thoughts. That's even with that being in my life, like this is my thought. Like it's your life. You do what you got to do for yourself. Nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about me. I care about myself. You care about yourself. So it's one of those. You do what's best for you. If that's wearing a mask, great. If it's not, that's your choice. That's how. Like that's 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 my take on it. That's how I feel. <laughs> if if Texas wants to remove the mandatory mask, but if Texans still want to wear it, I'm all for it. Go for it. Because it's still here. You can remove mask mandates all you want. You can you can pretend like COVID's not COVID. That's that's fine, but it's still COVID. It's still here. And I'm not saying that I advocate everything that's said about COVID. I don't believe that all the numbers they said deaths i don't believe those are all real i think that there are some fake numbers but it's still a problem well the fake numbers thing so, the fake numbers thing i don't know what you're referring i i think what like correct, the deaths well the thing that okay the weird thing about the covid deaths from my perspective mm -hmm. is there's all this that's the weird thing about the today's day and age right it's like misinformation yeah. and trying to trying to figure out like all right there's a lot of headlines flying around because right. um, I, I don't know it's weird like you see for me one of the stats that came out early was like they're applying the COVID death to things where COVID wasn't necessarily the main reason right, for the, the primary. Death. yeah exactly so that's kind of where like a little bit of potential inflation there but mm -hmm. then there's another video that comes out where like a doctor speaking out about like no we don't do that we're debunking this that's that's false yeah. so it's like all right what's going on who knows right. who knows but regardless um yeah as of right now uh the thought is is there's a horizon that we can see and and maybe uh yeah. things are chilling out a little bit fingers crossed Get back to yeah. get back to set life. <laughs> That's my selfish look. Yeah. See, I don't. Yeah. My my take on that, what you just said. Um, granted, you said set life, but I don't. I don't think things are ever going to be the same. That's just my personal opinion. Like a lot of people, are like oh, I can't wait for life to go back to the way it was. Sure, sure. Life's in in what ways life. do you imagine it changing forever? Well, so for instance, I think we will always have hardcore mask wearers. Even, even in three years, if they're like, dude, literally COVID is no longer a thing. And they're like, I don't give a shit. Fuck your germs. They're going to be wearing a mask. I, like 100%. We're going to see people wearing masks. It's going to be more common from here on out. Mm -hmm. I, I, Cause I that, that, guarantee it. Because in other countries, I know masks have been a thing right. forever. And normally if you're sick, right. you put a mask on right. so you're not like spreading to courtesy. others. And you're, yeah. and like that's, I, ideally, that's where I, I'd imagine it going. Yeah. That's like the best case scenario on the mask side versus the protection from of myself from others. Right. 
because um, that it's not as helpful on that end. It's more helpful on the spread end. Um, yes, but I mean there are a lot of there are a lot of extremists out there. Even you know like now that are okay. So like you said, there are a lot of facts. <laughs> Air quotes actually intended this time. Okay. Facts. Sure. That COVID can be spread this way. COVID can't be spread this way. COVID can, can you know, like cans and cans. In, yeah. And it's like, like you said, like what is real, what isn't. Okay, well, I've heard COVID can't be spread through food. I've heard, you know what I mean? Like it's, sure, like sure. COVID can't be spread through food, but there are people out there that are like, yes, it can. Okay, well, where'd you hear that? Okay, well, or, where did or, I hear my or, thing? I heard it from somebody who advocates for the CDC saying that it can't be spread through food. So if I'm over here, let's say you're cooking dinner and I'm over here eating something before dinner, somebody walks in and is like, why, why doesn't, like you have a mask on, he doesn't, you're cooking food. I don't want to eat that fucking food. Like, okay, well, why? Oh, because you know there's the worry of the air falling Yeah, exactly. Onto, it flows. Okay. Right. To the food and the food gets served right. or whatever. But okay. you can't get it through food. Or so I've heard, right? So it's like, there's a lot of people that, it's like, okay, well, right, but there's still germs, right? Still people are, are maybe not necessarily worried about COVID, but they're worried about my germs mm -hmm. or your germs. So if I don't have a mask on, they're going to complain about it. So I would still say there's a lot of people that are going to heavily wear masks for themselves because I deal with that on a daily basis at a, at a restaurant. You know what I mean? Like I deal with a lot of people like, because we're yeah. allowed to, if we're in the back eating, like on break, we're, we're, we don't have to have a mask on because we're not near food. But we've had people yell at us from outside being 20 feet away from the food that we're, you know, a horrible like, establishment. Like contaminating because, or right, something. Right, exactly. So it's, I would, yeah, it's, yeah. I just don't think things are going to, you know, and that's just, that's just the basic, like, that's just one thing. I can see that. Because that's, that's one yeah. of the weird things about uh, the society shift and how quickly... We get conditioned into uh, yeah. into seeing things a certain way, yep. to where like it's let's just say hypothetically speaking, the world announced you don't have to wear masks anymore. Mm -hmm. It's fine. There are still like tomorrow, we can know that that's the new rule and there's that's not enforced and we're like oh sweet I can go about. But then when I start seeing people walking around without a mask and be like oh my gosh, mm -hmm. they need, wait it's like oh wait we don't have to wear masks right. anymore. <laughs> like there's that weird. Yeah conditioning of of no mask wrong no mask wrong yeah yeah caveman yeah. caveman uh, speak but yeah i don't know moving on it's a tricky world um all right next next thing next thing hopefully something better <laughs> something something chiller uh i was gonna th let's, let's let's switch the mood a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna throw some thoughtful quotes at you Okay. And I want to get your. Think about it. I want to get your. I don't know. I, I'm gonna do this while you're doing it. It's either a read the quote or b just. Does, what does it make you think of? Okay. This is super random. This is on keepinspiring.me. Mm, okay. I'm check that. Thoughtful quotes. <laughs> A great man. Is one, who has not lost the child's heart. Quote by Mencius. Yeah. 
I mean, I that sounds like a great quote to me. I would yeah. rate that. I would rate that like a seven or an eight. It's not the best thing I've ever heard, mm-hmm. but I mean, it, it's yeah, thoughtful. It's thoughtful, especially like for me, um, which I think you probably even saw in my Among Us breakdown video. Um, like I'm, I, I say it in there. I'm a child. Like I, I think a lot, I think a lot of shit's funny that like adults my age are like you're stuck in your like teenage years. Like I laugh at shit that probably really isn't that funny, but I think it is. I think if you lose touch with your child self, mm-hmm. you take things too seriously and you just kind of, it's not really like you're too, you're not living, you're not really living for fun anymore. Cause I feel like that's something like, do you think that's 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 where fun stems from? Is kind of having that childlike view of the world and the and because I don't know what the the adult version of fun is. Like yeah, I don't quite. Or it's nothing. <laughs> oh my gosh! Bitterness. You got the taxes done. That oh was my great. God. Yay! Did you do yeah. taxes yet? <laughs> no, actually, I haven't. I need to do that. <laughs> when do I? I haven't told June. April. April. Tax days. Oh. Next month, God, I should probably do that today. Anyway. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, I think like I just I don't like taking things too seriously. You know what I mean? Like I like having fun. I like enjoying my life, and like everything I everything I do, I just like. If you can't find fun in it, what's the point? You know what I mean? Like, and I feel like if you lose track of like your childhood self, mm-hmm. like the things you enjoyed when you were younger, if you don't enjoy those now. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're just taking shit too seriously. Yeah. Like light like sure. not to get religious or I I don't believe in reincarnation. I you only got one life, YOLO. YOLO. Bringing it back to the early two thousands. YOLO. Okay. You only live once. So take advantage. Full advantage of your life. Have fun. Don't take shit too seriously. Enjoy your life. Do the shit that you like, shit that makes you fun or makes you have fun. Makes you fun too, but makes you have fun. And just, you know, like, don't be afraid to be a child. Don't be afraid to just enjoy the little things like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. Be goofy. Be weird. Um, yeah. And, like, I think about things that are seen as childlike. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I remember on, on an airplane once I ordered hot chocolate. And, <laughs> yes. Uh, as I do. And the, uh, the, the flight attendant... Mm-hmm try to clarify you want like what what alcohol did you want in it and i'm like no, like, I, no I, just want hot chocolate. I just want the hot chocolate thank yeah, you with the little marshmallows and then she like kind of giggled at me and laughed and i'm like oh. yeah no dude I, i'm all for that and i'm like well granted i would have me normally kids just get the hot chocolate yeah. is what she informed right, of me of course like yeah. i'm like oh well i'm a kid well you're like I, well yes i am a kid and an adult i got a child's heart so yeah. Yeah. No, and it's, you know, it's like same thing. Like I enjoy things like that too. It's like, and I mean, you know, specifically something that recently happened. I was, I was talking to a couple of my gamer friends, um, about this, like, I actually really enjoy TikTok. I know we were like kind of joking about that earlier. I actually really enjoy TikTok. I think TikTok is very entertaining. Um, and I laugh at a lot of that shit, but I love, I still being 26, I still love like the meme society. Like I love memes. Okay. I think memes are hilarious. And I was talking to some of my gaming friends the other day about something I saw 
and I was laughing about this, and and then one of them was just like, "Dude, you're such a child. Like, who who the fuck likes memes other than teenagers?" And I was like, "I was like, me, motherfucker. What the? I was like, Everybody what? likes memes. Yeah, but he was like, it just like really put into perspective that he was like, oh, like, I'm you're older than that. You shouldn't be giggling at stupid comedy like that. I'm like, man, this shit was funny as fuck. Mm-hmm. Get out of here. Mm-hmm. So like that's like that's what I'm saying. Like some some people. I'm not saying all, but like some people have that mentality of like you're older." Like, why are you, why do you enjoy you, that you, kid stuff? You know what, what meme spread like wildfire that really revealed that everybody likes memes that I did not Catch like? Catch me outside? Catch no, me outside, was, how about that? It was the Bernie, the Bernie meme. Oh, the mittens? Yeah. He spread through <laughs> yeah. every Everything. demographic that I've, yeah. like, everybody was posting yeah. that meme. Yeah. And I'm like, it's not, I'm like, I don't get it. I don't get it, y'all. Yeah. I'm not a memer. Know. I'm not a memer, though. I, I, I don't know. I think it's fine. I just like I like stupid comedy. That's more of a comedic thing than like yeah. a child thing to me. But I would. I mean, yes. But like, what? It's what he said that really caught me off. Because he said Bernie. Bernie? No. Yeah, Bernie <laughs> Sanders. When I talked to him specifically. Oh, your buddy. Okay. Yeah. No, my buddy. Like the fact that he was like. Other than teenagers, who likes that kind of comedy? Like you laugh at stupid comedy. You know what I mean? And that's why I was like, I'm like, dude. Like, you're taking life too seriously, bro. And you're younger than me, mind you. He's younger. Mm-hmm. And he said that to me. I was like, you're taking life too seriously, bro. Like, that's... I'm still laughing at stupid shit because I am a stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like, that shit's... It's funny to me. Next quote. So, next quote. This one, I feel like, relates to the song breakdown you just put down, too. Like, I feel like this came up at some point, for sure. Okay. This quote's from Plato, supposedly. I, don't, I can't verify if he said this we or not. We don't have the fact checker today. But... Be kind. Be kind. For everyone you meet is fighting a battle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's actually... That's... Uh, yeah. That's just common knowledge. That's not even a quote. That's just common knowledge. Um, but you don't, I feel like there are people that forget that. Like when they're interacting yeah. with you behind yeah. the counter back there, they're not really thinking about yeah. that that's a person who has a life. They're right. like, me, 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 blah, yeah, blah, blah. And that's, that's something that is very... You know, and I know I'm not saying anything new, but that's something that's very common in today's life is like, it's all about me. It's all about me. My life is, my life is. And it's like, yeah, that's fine. Like I just said earlier, like nobody cares about you. Nobody cares about me. I'm all for like you, yourself, you know, you have to be your biggest advocate, but just be a nice person. You know what I mean? Like you don't know, like, unless I told you my dad died, you don't know I'm going through that. I could keep that from the world. And I could just be having a, a day, one day where I'm just quiet. And you're like, why the fuck is this guy quiet? Because normally I'm like the loud guy. I'm the guy that is funny. You know, I like cracking jokes. And it's like, if you're having a bad day and I decide to be quiet and you like pick on me for that or whatever, like you don't know what I'm going through. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you might be mad because your girlfriend called you a bitch this morning. But like, I'm upset because my fucking father just passed away. But you're taking, like, and I'm being, you know what I mean? Like, and I'm being professional about my life, not taking it on anybody. But then you're taking something out on me that's literally minuscule compared to my problems. So, it's, yeah, 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 I think it's, and I did, I think I did put that in my, in my. I think that's like America in a nutshell too, though. Pretty much. Because it, it's that's, easy, it's easy to, to. Not even consider what others are yeah. going through, how others live their lives, yeah, and man. and we get caught up in 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 details that, yeah. in the grander grander scheme, like you said, yeah. 
are, uh, yeah. And it's, it, you know, and just one more thing on that. Like, you brought up my Among Us song breakdown. Um, I say in there that, like, when I am in that kind of mindset, like when I'm in a, when I'm in a negative mindset, when I'm in a angry mindset, when I'm in a toxic mindset, I am fully aware of that. I know, and I, like, I know what I'm going through and I know how I feel. And I know that if I start beef with you, I'm going to regret it later because I'm going to say something that I should not fucking say because I'm so bottled up with all this toxic shit that I'm going to take it out on somebody that doesn't deserve it. You know what I mean? And I say it in my thing, like if you're dealing with internal issues, you deal with it. Like don't, don't let other people get in those crossfires. Like, and just be real with people. Be like, yo, I'm dealing with shit, man. Please leave me alone. Like, and, and most people will respect that. Most people will be like, all right, man, like, I'm sorry. Hit me up when you're good. You know what I mean? Or I'm here, like, just know that I'm here if you need me. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. Like if somebody's like, if somebody tells me that I'm like, yo, I'm here if you want to talk. If not, I'll talk to you later. Or if I'm in that toxic mode, I'm just like, yo, like Eddie, please leave me alone. Like right now it's not the time I'll talk to you tomorrow because I know what I'm going through. And I know that if you say some shit that pisses me off, hell's going to rain down on you. You know what I mean? Because I know what I'm capable of. Right, right. So it's like, you know, yeah, I, I, I say that in there. Like, just deal with your own shit and, like, just be real with people. Like, you don't got to tell them what's going on. You don't got to be like, oh, my dad just died. But, like, you can just be like, yo, I'm not in the mood. Like, I'm just not, I'm not fucking ready for this. Like, yeah, I will some, at least some attempt at the communication yeah. to... Exactly. Yeah. Give them a chance to, like, deserve. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, give them a chance to really push because then that's their fault you gave them a chance to back off and they didn't that's them but like don't just lay into people because you're pissed off and they're trying to be a you know like a decent human being talking to you communicating with you you know what i mean just be like you have not now later mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's something that i have dealt with heavy in the past like i've tried to help friends and instead of communicating with me that they were going through some shit they took it out on me and I've lost friendships because of that. Because mm -hmm. I'm not going to let somebody do that to me. I'm not going to let somebody be toxic in my life, make me feel like I'm emotionally inadequate. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the next day be like, oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, because it, it's, a, it's a lot of work for people to... It takes a lot for a person to A, understand how they're feeling, mm -hmm. and then B, put those feelings into words and yeah. say something. Actually, there's a layer even before that. There's like... Being able to say anything at all yeah. is very difficult when you're feeling something to let somebody know that that's even existing. Like letting that become reality is, 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 uh, cause sometimes like there's the thing of not dealing with a problem and I'm feeling angry about something and I think the best way of handling it is by myself, within yeah. myself. Therefore, yeah. I try not to let anybody know about it and I don't even acknowledge that it's right. a thing. And sometimes that's more of like burying the problem and right. which is its own which other problem. That's, that's, which it comes back to the same thing as like you don't know that if somebody somebody's doing that yeah. and they're not their non communication it's tough. People are people are it's uh... Yeah, and I know I, I realize I say that in like a very like, oh come on, it should be easy. I realize like emotions are a very hard thing to deal with, but it's uh, like I said, even if like just as simple as not now, mm. most most decent people are going to be like, all right, not now, deuces. Here's so. here's the next quote. Let's go. Experience is not what happens to you; it's what you do with 
what happens to you. Aldous Huxley. That's fair. I don't know. Something that just happened to me. Mm. It almost... I I went down to my car yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) I park... My apartment has two floors of garage. Mm -hmm. I went down there to see my car jacked up on one side. And uh, the muffler was like dragged on the ground like it was on the ground and uh i was looking at it (laughs) there's that weird moment of like process yeah (laughs) yeah this is real (laughs) (laughs) right yeah all right now what (laughs) um somebody uh kind of found their way into the garage and they were trying to steal my uh catalytic converter um and I guess the maintenance guy scared him off, which is why, like, the jack was still there and all that kind of stuff. But they had to cut one side of it and didn't cut the other side. So, regardless, I – this stressed me out all day yesterday. Okay. And car stuff is always the worst. I'm yep. like, oh, I have to drive this Friday. Like, what am I – do I need to buy a new car? Like, I didn't even know what the issue was at the yeah. first sight. I'm like, yeah. what's wrong? Yeah. Um, so, regardless, it kind of comes down to this, too, with, like, all right this happened to me now it's in my control of like how do i handle it how do i respond to this who do i blame for this like it kind of and it all dispersed very quickly on my side with like my car insurance can't cover this i just have basic liability the apartment in my lease it says they don't you know like they're not responsible responsible. and then the video they have of the dudes it's covid time so they've got full mask had Thick beanies. Uh, no, I mean thick uh, right, so you hoodies. Can't tell it you can't even track them down if you wanted to. So, well... Uh, can't pay a hitman, yeah. It sucks, man. It's all around. So, it's not... Because some... I think some people have the tendency of thinking that what happens to them does define them. And they kind of fall into the... Like, it's... I don't know. Like... I don't know. It's... I don't know. I, I yeah. don't feel like I worded that right, but maybe no. But I get, I, I get what you're saying. I think I'm. So I think one of those. It's funny. I'm not a religious man, but I do believe things happen for a reason, mm. and I do, I do believe that we all have some sort of destiny. Um, but I do agree with that quote. Like I think, like all things happen for a reason. Not all things are good. And I don't think those things determine where your life is going. Mm. But things happened to you for a reason. For, for a reason. you to learn something. For you, yeah. yeah, whether it's to learn a lesson, whether it's to improve your life, whether it's to, you know, like whatever it is. Like I think things happen for a reason. So like I don't – some people look way too much into that. And they're like, oh, like, well, I was going to <laughs> – like, you know, I shouldn't own a car because this shit happens to me all the time with a car. It's like, no, that's not necessarily. Maybe you should just, you know, move to yeah, a different place. It, it doesn't it, have it bad people living around sure. you or, you know, whatever it is. But like some people look way too much into that kind of stuff. But I think it's it, it happened for a reason. And I think it doesn't determine your life. I don't think it defines where you're going. I just think that if it's something like that, you just got to figure out, you know, always find the bright side. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it sucks. Fuck that guy for sure. The but, bright uh, side. Yeah, but you know, like, find, <sighs> like, take care of it and move on. Yeah. Do what you gotta do. 
And so I think you, you handled that really well. Go and get Thank that shit you. fixed today before our podcast. Yeah, yeah. I got it done in a day. It <laughs> just sir. was a little welding fix, thankfully. Thankfully. Oh, Jesus. my word. Because... Yeah. Uh, that would have sucked. That would have sucked. Yeah. I don't know. Dude, I, I, I just want to put this out there. I hate... Whenever it comes... <laughs> I'm not a car person at all. Whenever it comes to car maintenance, I like... I'm such a Google Gaga baby. Like, I'm like, professionals, do it for me. Whatever you charge me, you charge me. Like, and I've gotten fucked so many times by that. Like, I've paid so much unnecessary money because they're like, this is what I have to do. And I'm like, okay. Because I don't know any better. So I'm just like, okay. Sure. And I get yelled at by my mechanic friends because they're like, why didn't you fucking call me? I would have told you that was stupid. It's pivotal. And I'm like, ah, I was in the moment. I didn't. So. It's pivotal. Because, I, yeah. I mean, that's, because I grew, my, my father's mechanic. Yeah. Uh, so... Which is a blessing and a curse. Yeah. Um, but there's definitely like my brother knows a lot, so I texted them like some photos, and they're yeah. like, "Oh, it looks like this, looks like this." And then my buddy George, you know George, yeah, yeah George came, came by and yeah. patched it up for me, nice. and uh, kind of gave me the lowdown of this is what you're gonna need. And they also cut the O2 sensor, which is gonna turn on your check engine light. Yeah. And so then when I went to the dude today, I'm like, "This is what happened." Check it out. And like normally mechanics are pretty, like especially new mechanics you haven't dealt with, they assume you know nothing. Right. So then we're like down there looking at it. I'm like, yeah, I was curious, like what's your thoughts on this O2 sensor? <laughs> and so he kind of like, mm-hmm. his, he kind of woke up a little bit there and he's like, oh yeah. Kid actually I know what I'm talking about here. No, I know jack shit cars. <laughs> so it's, you know, it's just like acting. You get some lines assigned from your mechanic friend. You show up and you say the lines yeah. and it seems like, you know, stuff. But yeah, really. Fair enough. I'm close to Goo Goo Gaga like you. <laughs> yeah, it's so bad. It's so bad. I don't know. We'll try one more in here. Um, we'll see. I'm looking, scrolling. I also want to say while you're doing that, I have a, I have a, just randomly, it's just a, now we're talking about cars and you're just saying somebody, you know, messed up your car. I have this like, I don't, I don't get anxiety, but I have this like minor anxiety about parking on the street and I had to park on the street to be here today. And I'm like, especially now that you say that I'm like minorly freaking out inside. <laughs> like I hate parking on the street because I parked, I used to park my very first car. I parked on the street outside of my house. And when we were all the way one day, somebody rear ended me and left like hit and run. And ever since then, I've always been like, parking on the street is unknown. I thought you were going to say parallel parking was... No, I'm, I'm fucking great at parallel parking. Like, I actually had to, I had to do it twice here because I cut it a little too close the first time. But I'm actually really good at parallel parking, like stupid. And here's actually a funny story behind that, just for comedic relief. Not that we need that in this episode, but <laughs> um, when I went to go get my driver's license... Nobody showed me how to parallel park at all. And in Reno, it's, I don't know about LA, but in Reno, it is required Mm -hmm. that you know how to parallel park. The attempt needs to be made on the test. Out here? In Reno. Oh, yeah. You at least have to attempt it. You don't have to complete the park. But you have to pass the park. You can't, if you hit one of the cones, you're fucked. And I know that because I screwed myself by hitting one of the cones. If you hit the curb though and don't complete the park, it's fine. Just don't hit the cone. Right, which, okay, right, but I hit the cone. So I didn't know how to parallel park. Nobody showed me how to parallel park. I had done all this research on how to like, all what are the traffic lights and what is this and what is that? I had everything perfect. I had like a 98% on my written and everything else on the driving was 
awesome. And the guy literally told me, he's like, the only reason I'm failing you is because you can't parallel park and you have to know how to parallel. He's like, and you hit my cone and I can't, I can't pass you. Like that's, that could have been a car or like whatever. Sure. So I failed my first attempt. I walked out. I tell my mom, I'm like, I don't know how to parallel park. And she's like, oh, well, let's, let's teach you. Within five minutes of my mom telling me how to parallel park, I did it perfect the first time. If I would have, if I would have taken five minutes before my test to learn how to parallel park, I would have passed with flying colors. So you didn't even know it was going to be a part of the test. I had no idea. I was young and stupid and dumb and stupid and dumb. So <laughs> yeah, it was, and, so I just wanted to. And you've never, oh, you just admitted that you didn't get it right the first time. No, I'm, I'm not perfect at it, but I'm, I was I'm hoping really good. That, like yeah. ever since you've never taken more than one try at a parallel park, but it's not the every, case. Every, nah. Yeah, I've been perfect ever since. No, every now and then I mess it up, but I, I'm really good at it. Like it, I see I see people parallel parking and I just sit there and watch them and I'm just like, it's supposed to be a three-point turn. I see people doing 20 points. And I'm like... It's tough. Like that's it. Yeah, it, it's hard. And I understand it's a hard thing, but I'm so good at it. I just think it's funny that five minutes I would have been... But to, to ease easier to ease you here, ease this, me, this neighborhood is pretty, it's pretty safe. You're going to honestly tell me that after the shit that you just told me? Well, here's the issue with what just happened to me. Freaked me out. I almost was thinking parking on the street is more safe mm -hmm. during the day for something like that to happen. Yeah. Because the thing that they, that was during the just straight up daylight, mm -hmm. 3 p.m. two days ago, I guess they, they tried this. Um, so it's like more secluded in the garage, in that specific garage, than like trying to on the street where there's like people yeah. walking and traffic going through. So that's fair. I'm kind of worried about being that's on fair. at night and on the street. I feel it's dangerous. Yeah. At night in the garage, I don't know. It's I'm I'm questioning everything now. <laughs> everything like, it's all questionable. Because I've told a few people, yeah. and everybody's got the story of like, oh yeah, in Koreatown, I heard that's pretty common. I'm like, really. But like the the manager that runs the apartment, yeah, and pulled up the footage and stuff. She was saying, she felt really bad for me because she she of thinks course. I'm really nice and all that kind of stuff. Of course. Uh, and she pulled up the footage and all like and, and and all that for me. But she was saying in her twelve years of being here, that's never like this. That's the first time she's ever seen it. Yeah. Supposedly. Maybe people just have it out for you. Because normally, if people end up in one of the garages, they're normally trying to handle see if the the doors are open on the cars and yeah. stuff. But like trying to jack up a car and and tear yeah. a piece off, the, like it's not normally. Yeah. So regardless, that was something that happened to me. Last quote. This is from Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Sometimes the road less traveled is less traveled for a reason. I don't know what thought that brings to you. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you know, it's my thoughts on that are to me that's saying like there aren't a lot of people that do certain things and that's because it's hard. It's hard. Right. It's hard or it's scary. Scary, or <laughs> it's whisper more ears, or whisper more ears, whisper more words, <laughs> whisper more ears in my words. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, yeah, it's you know, like obviously this shit's hard, and it doesn't come to your common person, doesn't come to your common man, and um, you but, can attempt it, but it doesn't mean you're gonna make it. Doesn't mean it's gonna do well in your attempt. Um, how how? So, yeah. Well, I guess just putting does, it on. The how does stars. it make you feel? that you're pursuing a road less traveled. I feel empowered by it. I love it. I like I 
I enjoy doing things that your common man would not do. Um, I, I think that's something I've always loved about being an entertainer. Like everybody shits on entertainers. Like, I mean, unless you're the big one, like, unless you're big, like huge, like Drake, like, I mean, people shit on Drake, but like, if you're Drake, every, like you have more supporters than you do haters, right? Like everybody's like, oh, you can do whatever you want because you're Drake. So it's like, when you already are established, it's, it's one thing to be an entertainer because everybody's on your side or everybody that matters is, but as an unknown artist, as a, um, an amateur air, indie. Air quotes, as a nobody. Un, as a nobody. <laughs> Your boy's making it. Um, <laughs> as, as, an, as a nobody, uh, it's nice because it's like, people are like, you can't do it. And then you just continuously push. And you're just like, bitch says who? Like, who says I can't do it? You? Ask these 10 other people who say I can't do it. Doesn't matter what anybody says. Yeah. Whether it's a can or a can't, it's still up to you. Yeah, exactly. Comes down to you. Right, but like that's like that's like that's how I feel though. Like I feel like taking the the road less traveled. It's like it's not meant for everybody. That's that's fine. It's not meant for everybody. Uh, Mm -hmm. I know people. It's not meant for. But it's just like I I've always liked that about being an entertainer because they shit on you. They're like you you can't do it. You can't do it. It's not possible. You're you're not one in a million. There's no way you're one in a million. It's like, all right, bet one day I will be one in a million. Because that's what I want. Because I enjoy doing this. Mm-hmm. And eventually, because I enjoy doing it, other people are gonna enjoy being a part of me doing it, watching me doing it, listening to me doing it. Everybody's just gonna be watching a guy to do it, bro. I'm gonna do it all over the place. On a couch, I s- the counter. <laughs> anyway, I saw a Bad meme. Joke, sorry. Speaking of <laughs> speaking of memes, I saw a meme. Was it you that shared? I feel Probably. like it's something that you would have shared. But the meme was uh, there's all these people in one's life when you're doing these kinds of things. His remember me when you're famous. Yeah, is all what the they say. Yeah, and then the counter is well, how about you buy my merch, share my music, support, listen to my yeah. music, support, and maybe I'll remember you. Right. Like, give me a reason to remember. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. And that's it. I wouldn't even necessarily call that a meme, but it's like, that's just some true shit. Like, I see it all the time posted around, like, people being like, you know, like, what? how much money does it take for you to support your friend's dreams? Literally zero dollars. Like their post, comment on their post, stream their music, watch their short film, share their short film, share their music, talk about them. Like literally zero dollars to support a friend. Well, you're paying. With, you're paying with time and attention. With time, yeah, but which is our most valuable asset? How much? How much time do you waste in a day, Eddie? Me? Okay, that's a, uh, actually that's. <laughs> no, how much time does the common man waste in a day? That's a better question. We all waste lots of time, exactly. bro. Waste five seconds on me. That's all I'm asking. Great. And it's not a waste. Because it won't be a waste. Because then I'll remember your ass in the future. (laughs) Yeah. No, straight up. 100%. All right. I want to talk pizza with you, Chris. Pizza. Let's do it. That's one of my favorite foods. Everybody's wondering, Mm -hmm. because we had a lot of tweets about this episode. (laughs) I know we did. It was crazy, man. My phone was blowing up for a whole half a second. And uh, (laughs) what? Because you mentioned you've toted your skills at the at the pizzeria mm. that you're great at what you do mm-hmm. and you'll fight someone to the death to prove yeah. that what 
I've I've been craving pizza. It's been a craving. I think it's just been like classic marketing. Like I think I just see like a great piece of pizza yeah. on, on on Instagram or something. I'm like, oh my gosh, I really some pizza right now. Yeah. So, what's the secret to great pizza? Because you make it from scratch at the pizzeria, right? How do, or how does what's so yes, but I don't want to. I don't make the pizza. I don't do the dough. I don't toss the dough. I don't. I sometimes I'll top the pizza if we're crazy busy. I cook the pizza. I'm the one that runs the oven. So I just want to put that out there. I have nothing to do with the ingredients. Mm. I have nothing. To, all I do is I bring love into the pizzeria okay. and I turn the pizzas and cook them, make sure they're fine. That's all. So what That's do you all. know about the process before it gets? Do you know enough to share about like? Maybe can, some, some tips there? What I can tell you from what I have um, learned from being here, um, for those of you watching, listening, that don't know, I work at a Brooklyn pizza shop. Um, shout out Pizza Wagon of Brooklyn on Ventura, 14522.5 Ventura. The Sherman Oaks, right? Sherman Oaks, yes. Um, I work for the owners that are from Brooklyn. Mm. Like they ran a Brooklyn shop for 30 years after his uncle opened it in 66. So his family bought it from his uncle and then he ran it for 30 years to move out here, which we've been open a little under two years now. We've been open like I think 21, 21 or 22 months now. Um, and I've learned this from him, from the wisdom that is my boss. The secret to making good pizza is just being a, a good pizza maker. Like, it's literally that simple. Like, it has nothing to do with the ingredients. It has nothing to do with the water. Like, a lot of people say, like, Brooklyn has the best pizza because of the water. Mm. That's that's false. That is, and I, I'm not even from Brooklyn, and I'll say that because I have a lot of friends and customers at the pizzeria that are from Brooklyn, and we have proven to them that it has nothing to do with the water. It's it's you just have to know how to make pizza. If you don't know how to make pizza, it's gonna suck. But if you know how to make pizza, okay, shit's good. So and so, that's, so it's more in the technique yeah. of the hands yep. that that create it. Yep. And they have potential secrets mm -hmm. that they or not even secrets, but just like a method. Yeah. All right. So then it comes to you. I don't like. Okay. I just so, run the oven. I literally just cook the so, pies. So does it come down to the oven then? Like, is it possible to create that same... If you took that same pizza and put it in my oven and yeah. baked it at whatever, like, does it come out... Um, I don't... Is, is it good? I don't... I don't know. I've never tried it. We should try that. Um, I... I would assume yes, because we have people come into the pizzeria and buy dough from us. Like, just uncooked raw dough and then they take it home and they make pizza and Pop, we have people Papa that murphy style ka, kind of but we don't sell toppings we literally just sell the dough okay that's it like in a bowl and then they go home they flatten it out they toss it they top it um but we have people that do that constantly which means that they like the dough and that's something that we get a lot of compliments on like oh your crust is amazing your dough is amazing you know what i mean getting hungry um, but that's just one of the that's just <laughs> we should get food after this um <laughs> This that's just one of the ingredients though, you know what I mean? Because I heard about the sauce too. The sauce is good. Like, oh your sauce is really good, you know. Um your toppings, whatever, whatever it is. It's so good. I think it's all just in the 
I think it's all just in the like the love and like the care for what it actually tastes like. I feel like if you brought it here, yeah, it would be good. But you would only be having our dough. You wouldn't have like you could get prego and put, I mean that would be a fucking sin. But you could get prego and put it on top of it. I'm sure it would be fine. You know what I mean? Like, um, but yeah, it's I don't. The oven that we have there is a stone oven. We don't use a we don't use like one of the wood turning. We use a stone oven, um, and it, I think it definitely adds to the taste. Mm -hmm. But and also it's you know it's being cooked by somebody that knows how to cook a pizza. It's not just like putting a thermometer in a pizza <laughs> and be like, is it ready yet? Well, it's Which normal. I hope it's, nobody does, but. It's normally just uh, an eyeball test, right? Like, yeah. I don't know if that's what you do. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. You it's, look it's, at it, you're like, yeah, it's done. Pretty much. You just constantly check it. Um, you know, it's not like a frozen pizza you just throw in there for 10 minutes and it's good. You know what I mean? You have to constantly be turning it. Um, granted, like I said, I don't know how you do it at home. I've never done that, like a, a fresh dough at home, unless it's been like a, even a Papa Murphy's, but even then you just put it in there. You don't turn it. You just put it in and cook it. Um, but for us, like we turn it constantly, make sure the bottom doesn't go too dark, make sure it's not too crispy on what top. What is turning? So like, um, you know, if you go into a pizzeria, they have like a paddle yeah. and they put it in. Well, what we do is we have a paddle and we put it in there. And then every couple of minutes, I'll open the oven, I'll check the bottom and I'll use the paddle to rotate the pizza, to turn the pizza. Because like, Parts of the oven burn hotter yeah. than other parts, right? So if I have a pizza in there, and let's say this is the corner of the oven, and I have a pizza in the corner, this back corner of the pizza is going to burn a lot harder than the front corner. So I have to rotate it so that doesn't get black and burnt underneath, and this one's not too light. So I'm continuously rotating the heat basically underneath. And so the heat is like evened out through the process okay. of the pie baking. Yeah. So, you know, we just watch it, make sure it doesn't get too dark underneath, too dark up top, make sure it's crispy enough, but not undercooked. Hmm. It's all, it's just love, man. It's, all, it's always it's one of those, if I wouldn't eat it, I don't want to give it to somebody else kind of thing. And then I've heard you say before too, because I, I don't know that you, you mentioned you rate, you can rate the quality of a pizza based off their cheese pizza like the, the plain yeah that's like the common yeah. that's like the bar is like mm -hmm. if, if they can make a great just plain old cheese pizza mm -hmm. that's how you know it's a good place yeah. if you need it to be layered in all these ingredients and you're, masking, ranch yeah, and you're just masking the flavor at that point which you're you might as well just go by the journal the journal yeah at least get a fancy name with the bullshit you're buying <laughs> like um yeah no straight and that's that's a very common thing like a lot of pizza connoisseurs will say that like if if the cheese slice is bad the rest of it's bad like because like i said you're just masking the flavor of the pizza at that like why have the pizza just eat the pepperoni you know what i mean mm -hmm. like just go get a salad and put some chicken and pepperoni on it and call it good you know what i mean like so yeah that's that's a very common thing in the pizza world okay. industry of pizza all right and that's why we have people like uh like one bite like the guy from barstool goes around and takes one bite out of a cheese pizza and he rates it off of one bite and he'll rate the entire shop on a slice of cheese and they're like well that's not even our most popular it doesn't matter your most popular probably has 20 toppings on top and that's why it's so good is because it doesn't you don't taste the pizza you taste the toppings his name is one bite yeah that's i don't i don't that's follow cool. him that's cool yeah i don't follow him but that's what he does that's his mo he, he 
takes one bite out of a slice of pizza and he can tell right off the bat, cheese pizza, he can tell right off the bat if it's good pizza or not. And he rates, and people, people like swear by his ratings. Like if he rates a pizzeria like low, nobody will fucking go there. What he, did you know what he rate, rated you guys? Um, he hasn't rated our LA shop, but the Brooklyn store, he rated them uh, like a 4.6, I think. So out pretty high. Five? Out of five, yeah. Okay. So pretty good. Like out of 10? Pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, needless to say, they've been shut down for three years. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, they, uh, he hasn't come to our shop yet out here. No. Um, and I say, I just want to say, I say our shop. It's not my shop. I just work there. I'm nobody important. Eventually, it'll be your <laughs> Become the sun. No. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, I think I'll... The, the next topic. Next topic. Let's do it. I'm ready. Being that you have more more time on your hands, you have like a full traditional weekend, um, two days off. What is the ideal? What's a what's a perfect Christopher weekend like? What uh, if you were to, yeah? Mm-hmm. We're getting really in there, aren't we? Yeah, let's hear. It. I want to hear. <laughs> well, it. first, no, um. So basically, as of right now, so I like no, not what's your normal weekend, but what's the what's the perfect <laughs> weekend for you? Like literally, perfect. If, if you're gonna do something different than your norm, oh. and and have a yeah. Well, I mean, perfect would be not having a weekend at all. Perfect would be not working always for anybody working. else, always working for myself, doing whatever I want, whenever I want, hey, no, that, seven days a week. So never having a weekend. That would be perfect. Um, <laughs> but. If we're talking having a nine to five, having to work five days a week, a perfect weekend would be making music, content, creating, um, playing some video games, hanging out with some friends, drinking. Uh, like I drink a lot. I drink a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, not promoting that or anything, but so yeah, just like kick back enjoying myself because that's the thing like i don't really like making music isn't really work to me i enjoy it you know what i mean like every time i'm i'm jumping around in my room like having my own little dance party at, at my song you know what i mean like i i thoroughly enjoy making music so which being that we're going to limit this to like a one weekend experience yeah. what element of that process would you want to put on this weekend is it like do you want to be working on your beats and doing that? Or do you want to be collaborating with an artist in a studio and both be going at the yeah. mic? Or like, I don't really know what the I weekend think, includes. I think it'd be pretty tight. I, um, I haven't had a lot of opportunities to work with artists in the studio. I've worked with a couple, but nobody I like really look up to or nobody that I really wanted to collaborate with. Um, so I think, I think working in a studio with like a collaborative project with somebody would be fucking phenomenal. Um, like somebody I really want to work with, somebody I really look up to. I think like just doing that for a couple hours would be like, if I had to pick something out of that process, that would probably be it. Like just being in the studio with another like-minded artist who is just trying to get noticed, trying to be big and mm-hmm. just wants to make a fucking banger. Like that would be, yeah, that's it. Just like you and me in the studio, let's work. Let's make something. Um, yeah, I would say that, like I said, like I love hanging out with friends. Like, I've always been like a partier. I've always loved partying, um, being out with friends in the bar scene. Um, I'm a socialite, you know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, I know. That's where we differ. No, no, it's more <laughs> like there's no scene yeah, to Yeah, there's go no out scene to. anymore. It's yeah. More of a bummer. Um, yeah, that sucks. But, uh, 
yeah, it's it's just one of those. I just, I don't know, man. My like my perfect weekend. Yeah, I I just basically what I already do, just like okay. maybe a little bit more focused instead of you know like me, because my thing is I get very um, when I make music I get very distracted mm-hmm. when it like I'll start a song and I'm like oh this is fire and I'll be like okay I should like take a break from this song and like you know maybe work on something else or play a video game or something and come back to it and then chances are I won't come back to it mm. like that day you know what I mean like I'll work on another song and then I'll work on that song instead of the previous one or I'll in one day I'll work on multiple songs but I won't finish any songs so I feel like maybe more focused on if it was going to be me and a, and a collaborator yeah and it'd be like just working on one song finishing one song and that'd be probably the perfect weekend but yeah dude, I just love hanging out with people drinking playing some video games like I actually recently got back into video games because for a while I cut them completely out because they were such a waste of my time mm. and I was I was like oh I'm procrastinating everything I do I would be at home playing hours and hours and hours on video games doing nothing else productive but now I'm just like well I'm always productive and I I got to a point where I was stressing myself out because of how productive I was so now I'm like okay I can do a healthy amount of video games that I enjoy which gives me the chance to play with my friends and hang out with my friends and take my mind away from being productive and constantly working. And then when I come back to it, I'm a little bit more amped for it because I haven't been doing it the last 70 hours. So yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. That's maybe that's not everybody else's perfect mindset, no, but that's mine. I, that's what yeah, I enjoy. Doing. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't maybe asking just in a, about everybody else's. Yeah, you're right. You're asking unguided. Maybe just in a bigger, maybe just in a bigger space. That would be nice. My perfect weekend would be everything I already do just in a bigger space because my room is cramped. just with a budget and a budget. <laughs> yeah. Nice. All right, great. Yeah. I don't really have anything else unless you have anything that I that I didn't come come uh, that I didn't bring up, but. I mean, not off the top of my head. Right, I think great. we covered all the basics. So, with that being said, um, where can people keep up with Unguided? Where you mentioned, you kind of mentioned the platforms and, and whatnot, but if you want to reiterate. Uh, so, if you're interested, if anything in this uh, podcast has made you interested in supporting uh, me, you can follow me on any social media. I'm pretty much on everything at Unguided, U N G Y D 3 D. Mainly, I main Instagram and YouTube. Um, you can find any of my music on over 175 different streaming platforms. Yes, I main Spotify. That's what I'm really focused on, which is weird. I shouldn't, but I do, just like everybody else. Um, Spotify has, I, I don't know if anybody knows, Spotify has this really weird payout for artists. So like it would be worth my time and I would get a lot more money if I focused on like iTunes or Apple Music, but I don't use iPhones or Apple products, so that's probably why I don't main those, but I really should. Mm -hmm. Uh, But yeah, you can find my music on anything. I'm on a lot of things. My social media, Instagram, and YouTube are my most poppin'. And I post a lot of of content, uh, behind the scenes content on my Instagram, like upcoming sneak peeks, and it's where you can find all my cover arts before things go live. You can find YouTube stuff coming out here real soon on my YouTube. Also, if you wanna follow me on Patreon, I do have a Patreon where you can get early access to all my music before it releases. You can get exclusive content like unreleased music videos, never will ever be released music videos, full photo sets whenever I go out and do photo sets with people like Mr. Eddie. And uh, because I don't release all the photos, but 
on mm. Patreon. You can find all the photos. Mm. Um, exclusive Patreon polls. It's just a really good way to support me financially if you think I'm worth that for as little as a dollar a month, or you can do more if you wish. Yeah. Beautifully said. <laughs> Dang. I've been practicing for my, for my YouTube tell. videos. <laughs> so. All right. So on this, I, I guess I didn't even mention it in the beginning, beginning of the podcast, mm. but I did experiment with a different sound setup. So normally I, oh, yeah. I I hit the pause button here and kill the show, but now I gotta walk up over there to the camera. This will be interesting. So um, thanks again for being on. Of for course. Your part. Thanks for having me. It's been fun, man. It's been it's been awesome. Yeah. It. It's nice catching up with you. All right. Cool. Yes, sir. All right. Monthly music unguided by. <laughs> <laughs>